serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The following is an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and is a high-fidelity, all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyright by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited. It's time for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. This is the Jefferson City Renegades pregame show on the exclusive home for Renegades baseball, the Show Me Sports Network. We'll recap last night's highlights, set the stage for first pitch, and even get the thoughts of the head coach during the pregame show. All while we get set to bring you the exciting play-by-play action of your Jefferson City Renegades. The best pregame coverage in mid-Missouri is on the air. As the Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew is ready in the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Exclusive pregame coverage of Jefferson City Renegades baseball is brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Carty. Boone County Journal. Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. The excitement is building in the stands, and the tension is rising in the dugout as first pitch is just around the corner. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball on the Renegades Radio Network and the Show Me Sports Network. Now let's go live to the field to the Doc and Norm Direct Broadcast booth. Final game of the regular season, and let's have some fun tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Renegades and Mudcats on the Show Me Sports Network and what is the season finale before your Renegades will make their way to the playoffs on Monday night. Happy evening, everyone, on this July the 23rd. Hope you are all doing well. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel, coming to you live from Chillicothe, Mudcat Nation on the Show Me Sports Network. And just in front of us, live on the field, acting manager for tonight, Cole Wagner, delivering the lineup card. And enough doesn't tell you about how tonight's game is intended to go. Uh, when we give you the rest of the lineup, it will in just a moment. We're going to have some fun tonight. Absolutely. Coach Mike, he's uh, he's pulling some new tricks out of his bag with tonight's game, leading into the playoffs, and I think the players and the fans here are all excited to see what Coach Mike's got up his sleeve. Well, the Renegades are really starting to turn a corner right now. Their last two games, both against the South Division leading Joplin Outlaws, Renegades won both of them on Thursday night, 14-6, to and then last night, 6-4, to a snap that was a six-game losing streak, and now with one game to go, are potentially riding into the playoffs on a high note, and with tonight's game not having a whole lot of meaning because the Renegades have clinched the third seed and the Mudcats are eliminated from the playoffs. That is part of the reason why we're going to see some fun names in new places 
So let's get that to you in just a moment. Once again, Mudcats and Renegades on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt and Bryce Creasel getting ready to bring that to you as we're just about five minutes away from first pitch at the ballpark. For your visiting Jefferson City Renegades, you might want to get your pen and paper out for this one because it is not a lot of normal positions. But here we go. Leading off and playing center field is Andrew Imgarden, followed by the number two hitter at shortstop tonight, Carter Gorling. And then hitting third, Renegades catcher is Jack Matashek. Bet you didn't think that was the name I was going to say right there. And then Renegades ace starting pitcher is batting cleanup tonight, but he's in left field at his Brady Maltby out there for the Renegades. Luke Four hits fifth tonight in right, followed by Joe Herschler tonight at third base, hitting sixth. Colby Ott is going to play first base tonight for the Renegades, hitting seventh, followed by Cole Wagner. He's the acting manager, and he's also the second baseman tonight for the Renegades, batting eighth. And then Jeremy Parks, tonight's starting pitcher for the Renegades, will hit for himself. So no DH opted for the Renegades tonight. Should be a lot of fun. One more time, Imgarten, Gorling, Matashek, Maltby, Fuller, Herschler, and then Ott, Wagner, Parks. Parks making his second pitching appearance of the season. His first one came just a few days ago in Sedalia when he went two innings, gave up one hit and one run. Bryce, there's a lot of fun names and a lot of fun positions in this lineup tonight. What are you most looking forward to for the Renegades? I am so excited to see Renegades ace Braden Maltby in left field. I got a good feeling he's going to get on base, either with a walk or a hit. I'll give him both those options and an outfield assist. With that arm coming from left field, I'm banking on an outfield assist from Braden Maltby. Well, it's just a minute or so till our national anthem here at the ballpark. Want to get you the Chili Coffee Mudcats starting lineup. Uh, they sit at 16 and 25. Forgot to tell you, the Renegades sit at 17 and 23. Tanner Sears will lead off and DH tonight for the Mudcat, followed by Austin Wright hitting second and left. Cole Mamanga is the first baseman in the number three spot, and Ryan Middleman will hit cleanup at the shortstop position. Jonas Sanford is hitting fifth and right field for the Mudcats, and Luis Ramirez will follow and play second. Tyler Bickers, the third baseman, hits seventh, followed by Braden Brewer in center field batting eighth. Elijah Maris will round it out at the catching position, followed by Connor Fletcher, set to take the mound for the Mudcats in just a few moments. So there, there is one through nine, plus the tenth man, the pitcher Fletcher. I do believe the uh, Mudcats are planning on using one player in all nine positions, one inning apiece for throughout the game tonight. We'll get you who that is once the time actually comes because there are a few different names tossed out there. So if that does actually happen, we'll make sure to update you on where he's at and in what inning he is at. I have to say, though, I'm a fan of the cutoff jerseys for the Mudcats tonight. A lot of the players opt in to go without the undershirt. So we're, we're seeing a whole lot, of, whole lot of arms, no sleeves tonight. Absolutely. Reminds me of that uh, old Cleveland Indians look that uh, they had Yasuel Puig a few years ago with the cutoffs, and uh, I like the swagger from Well, looks like we are just about set to go here at the ballpark. We are deep in the heart of Mudcat Nation. Pretty good crowd on hand tonight, and as we all stand for the national anthem, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go any of those. Some fun baseball on tap. Renegades and, must and Mudcats on the Show Me Sports Network. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. 
running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions almost time for baseball here in chillicothe missouri at june schaefer memorial stadium renegades acting manager tonight cole wagner just making his way over to third base side i think he's not only going to be playing the field hitting and managing but third base coach as well tonight so he's really showing that he can do it all i'm uh, excited to see if uh what's going to happen if his spot in the lineup comes up he's going to have to make a run back to the dugout to uh taking a bat or or what's going to happen with that well they've got him hidden near the bottom of the order in the eighth spot so uh Maybe that was him just showing that he is a, a fair manager. He moves himself to the bottom of the lineup rather than starting himself in like the three hole or something like that. Regardless, we're just about set to go as the starting pitcher Fletcher wearing the cutoff jersey for the Mudcats is out on the mound. Right-hander firing his warm-up pitches. Renegades going with their yellow alternate jerseys with the blue stripes down the sides for tonight. And I'll tell you what, Bryce, you weren't here the last time the Renegades made the one other trip here to Chillicothe, but... uh. The crowd compared to what it was last time. Tonight it looks like we've got a near sell out here at the ballpark. There's a lot of fans that have turned up tonight. Absolutely. I think uh, everyone's trying to get, get their last uh, action of Mink League baseball here in the Chillicothe area, and they came out to support the Mudcats tonight. Well, from where we're sitting on the first base side, we're almost right in with the fans, so I guess I'm going to have to be a little bit careful. I can't talk a whole lot of smack because I may make some enemies out here on the first base side, but... Regardless, I think it's just about time for Imgarden to step into the box as Maris throws the uh, one practice throw down to the second base bag, and it's time to play some baseball. Once again, this game, for all intents and purposes, not meaning a whole lot in terms of the standings, really just 
I guess for the Renegades, maybe continue to go into the playoffs on a high note. They've won two in a row now looking for win number three. They sit at 17 and 23, but they are locked into the number three spot in the South Division. They will face the Sedalia Bombers in the wild card round on Monday. First pitch, Emgarden is hit out to right center field. Right fielder Sanford going back. He lays out, and he's not going to get the ball. Emgarden is now going to turn ahead to second as it kicks away, and Emgarden is in with a leadoff double to get the ball game going. Sanford actually gave way to the center fielder Brewer who laid out and couldn't make the catch and the Renegades have a base runner in scoring position with nobody out to start the ball game. Although everybody's playing in different positions tonight and we're having fun out here I think it's important that they show up to the plate ready to hit the ball because that'll transfer right into the playoff starting on Monday so I like that approach from M. Garden and uh, I think the at-bats will be more serious than what's taken in the field tonight per se. So first pitch and a already a runner in scoring position for the Renegades. Imgarden in the leadoff spot tonight and now steps in the shortstop Gorling. He will take a first pitch called strike 0-1. Matashek, the catcher tonight, waits on deck with Maltby in the hole, the cleanup spot overall in the lineup. You're just joining us just underway. Ben Schmidt and Bryce Creasel bringing you coverage of Renegades baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. 0-1 pitch is swung on a miss but kicks away, so Imgarden's going to go up to third as it bounces over towards the Renegades dugout, and although going behind an 0-2 count, Renegades now have the first runner of the game at third base with nobody out. So right-handed starter Fletcher going to really have to battle now on the right side of the infield for the Mudcats. It is Mamenga and Ramirez. Middleman and Bickers make up the left side. Maris is behind the plate and will set down the signs. And an 0-2 pitch to Goring hitting second tonight. Here comes the delivery pitch. Is swung on a miss in the dirt. Goring is going to run down to first, but the throw is made. First baseman Mamenga steps on the bag, and that's a strikeout swinging for Fletcher, his first out of the night. And even better for him, the runner at third, Imgarden, stays put. And now one out and a chance to continue to strand the runner at third. Has we got Matashak coming up to the plate? I'd like to give a quick shout-out to him. I know he's been searching for that first home run and finally got one to pop over the fence last night. So hopefully that will keep keep that energy going to the playoffs. Absolutely. He was pretty pumped up, too, after that blast. It was a, a moon ball for sure. It didn't make it out by a time, but it was hit high in the air. His first pitch to him is a ball, 1-0. I shouldn't say it didn't get out by a ton because it, it made its way over over the right center field wall, but it wasn't a line drive rocket. It was a, a ball that was a majestic shot. So good for him, his first blast. And at the time, put the Renegades up 6-4 last night. Could put the Renegades up once again. Ground ball out to shore, and that's exactly what Matashek is going to do. Middleman will throw to first. That's in time. But Ingarden comes in to score, and it's one nothing Renegades, two outs into the top of the first inning. Give Matashek the RBI. Absolutely, and give Jeremy Parts a little lead to start off with before he throws out his first pitch. I like the approach from the Renegades early. So game starts with a double by M. Garden, moves up to third on a wild pitch, and then scores on the Matashek RBI ground out. And now first at-bat of the season for the cleanup hitter, Brady Malpe. He'll take a first pitch up, 1-0. Those white batting gloves are looking awfully clean because based on what he told us prior to the game, this will be the first time he's got to use them. So we'll see if he can put him to good work. 1-0 pitch coming. He looks inside now. 2-0. Two, oh, two, now, two pitches now to Malpe. Neither really that close. I think uh, he got in his buddy Cole Wagner, the acting manager tonight's ear, and uh, begged to be in the cleanup spot hitting four tonight for his first at-bat in a year or so is what he said. Well, we'll see what damage he can do. 2-0 pitches inside. And you mentioned Malpe potentially getting on base with a hit or a walk. Well, he's in a 3-0 count now. A chance to do that here in the first. You think he has the green light here? I think absolutely he's got the green light here tonight. 
So three will pitch coming. Here's Fletcher's delivery. It's swung on and misses. Malpe takes a big cut and a big smile out of the Renegade starting pitcher taking his first at-bat of the season. He's still smiling as he steps back into the box. It's now a 3-1 count on Malpe as he's in left tonight. Fletcher back on the bump. Here's his delivery to Malpe. Swung on and fouled back. Renegade's dugout was going crazy right there just because he made contact. Now we'll see what Malpe can do in a full count. Herschel comes over to retrieve the foul ball. So here we go. Big pitch coming to Malpe. Nobody on in two outs. Renegades lead 1-0. Into the lineup goes Fletcher. Here's the pitch. It's upstairs, and Malpe will reach. He's on first base with two outs in the top of the first inning. Good for him on base percentage now at 1,000 on the season. Absolutely. One of my predictions already done, so we just need an outfield assist, and Malpe's going to come through for me here. So Luke Fuller, the right fielder, will step in. You think they'll put Malpe in motion now, or is he going to stay put there at first base? I'm going to have to guess he'll probably stay put. But listen, Wagner being the manager tonight, he might give him a signal to go. So into the box now is Fuller. He's had a couple good at-bats the last couple days. Now steps with the runner on first. First pitch to him is off the outside corner, 1-0. Fuller smoked an RBI double down the line two nights ago to drive in three and then also drove in a couple runs last night. Back into the box in a 1-0 count facing Fletcher. Here's the pitch. Grounded third base side. Bickers boots it, but he recovers in time. The throw is to first. A nice stretch by Mamenga, and out at first is Fuller. That's a nice play by the first baseman. As Fuller almost beat that out, but the throw is just in time. So the Renegades send five to the plate, and they scratch across a run. We'll head to the bottom of the first inning with Parks taking the mound. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Stock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Renegades and Mudcats on the Show Me Sports Network. Thanks so much, everyone, for spending your Saturday night with us. And Jeremy Parks getting ready to take the mound. Just pitched a couple nights ago in Sedalia. So I'd assume outing may not be too long, but he was efficient against the Bombers, and hopefully he can bring the same thing tonight as Matashek throws a little high down to second. I'd assume that's the first time he's done that from the catcher's position in a while. 
And we'll see how he handles himself as we're ready to go in the bottom of the first inning. Renegades lead 1-0, and Parks will face Sears right in Mamenga to start things off. Yeah, Parks has looked good. Six appearances, 9.1 innings pitch, and 2.89 ERA. So he's looked really good this year and hoping to keep that stretch going into tonight. So facing the DH Sears to start things off. Cat's got the all gray, but the cutoff jersey's going on as the first pitch from Parks bends in there, a called strike 0-1. Matashek didn't have the most frame-worthy catch right there on the receiving end, but good enough for a strike. As he'll put down the signs. And here comes the 0-1 pitch, swung on and fouled off to the left side. So now quickly 0-2. Looks like Matashek is going with the one-knee approach behind the play. We've seen Yadier Molina do that a lot. I'm sure plenty of catchers do, but not as traditional as the uh, just squat down with the two legs. So no balls and two strikes. Here's Parks' delivery to Sears. It's swung on. It is going to be off the leaping glove of Goring and into left field. Renegade shortstop Goring made a good effort of it, but it just goes off his glove, and now Maltby is going to bring it in from left field. That'll be a single for Sears to start the ball game. Be interested to see uh, how confident this new this new infield is uh, going to be turning to tonight. Especially with the left-handed Wagner playing second base. Yeah, that'll be a whole lot of fun, especially I think the best way is if we get a ground ball hit to Wagner so he can throw it right to Goring and then turn. The other way would be a lot harder, but we'll see how it, how it uh, transpires. So runner on first base with nobody out in the bottom of the first inning. Parks comes set, and the next pitch is going to be grounded right side foul, 0-1. So right steps in, batting from the left left side of the plate on the infield for the Renegades. Got Herschler and Goring on the left side, Wagner and Ott on the right. Ott holding on the runner. Sears at first base. Parks the right-hander facing his second batter of the game. Comes set, quickly glance to the runner. Now we'll throw over back in time. In plenty of time is Sears, and we'll have to wait for the no-ball one-strike pitch. So back on the bump after the throw over is Parks right in the batter's box. 0-1 pitch. It's going to get away. Runner was already going, so easily taking second is Sears, but the ball gets away. Matashek over to retrieve it. Now runner in scoring position with nobody out for the Mudcats and a 1-1 count on Austin Wright. But I assume they'll credit a stolen base because Sears was already off. Yes, he had that, uh, he had that one easy. So one ball, one strike count. Parks going to have to go to work now with a runner in scoring position. He comes set, and here's his delivery to right. Pitch is swung on and fouled off, and that'll make it one ball and two strikes. Matashek was still holding the glove there after the ball had already been fouled off. It's, it's going to be fun to, to watch how he adapts back there to the different pitches throughout the night. I'm, uh, I'm ready to see him progress throughout the game and the more confidence he gets back there. I think it'll get a lot better probably about the third or fourth inning. Yeah, I can't say. Uh, there's, there's some positions where I think I could hold my own out there. Catcher is certainly not one of them. I would... Uh, I would not block a whole lot of baseballs. One ball and two strikes on right. Here's the pitch. It's swung on and into the glove of Matashek. Foul tip, strike three, and that's one down now on the bottom of the first inning. I didn't tell at first whether Matashek had actually retrieved that or brought in that ball, but he did perfectly, and that's a big strikeout for Parks out number one. So nicely done there by the Renegades tandem of Parks and Matashek. Sears plays Stays put at second base. Now Mamenga steps in. First pitch skips low. It bounces away. Matashek can't find the ball. It kicked in front of him. So moving up to third base is Sears. And now a runner 90 feet away from tying up this ball game. Renegades lead 1-0 in the bottom of the first. 
So Momenga hits from the right side, playing first base tonight for the Mudcats. Runner off a third, that's here. She's the 1-0 pitch with one out. That one's in there, a call strike, and we're even a ball and a strike. Parks tonight, he uh, looks to be confident in all of his pitches, going right at these uh, Mudcat hitters. So into the windup now, 1-1 pitch on its way. It will bend out of the zone to make it two balls and a strike. Parks didn't miss by a whole lot there, but it certainly missed low. It's now hitting the count is Momenga. Parks looking to strand a runner at third base with only one out. Next pitch, that one's going to bend there. Nice off-speed movement. And now we're even two balls and two strikes. Big out here. Parks can get it and leave Sears still at third base. Parks looks to be working pretty quickly. He's got a long look in. Shook off the first sign for Matashek. Now here's his 2-2 coming. Pitch just swung on a miss into the glove of the catcher, Matashek. And back-to-back strikeouts for Parks. And now two down in the first inning. Runner still at third base. I think Parks just came with the heat there and blew it right by Mamanga. And now it just needs one more out. And if you can get Middleman here, give you a chance to dance around what was a runner at second base with no outs and a runner at third base with one out. Absolutely. Well, tonight, Coach Mike's trying some new things, and we're going to have fun. It's still important to win to keep that winning streak going into the playoffs. So let's see if Parks can get this out. So Middleman steps in, first pitch from Parks. It is below the knees for a ball, 1-0. Renegades looking for their third win in a row on the heels of a six-game losing streak. And we'll have tomorrow off and travel to Sedalia on Monday for the wild card playoff game. Renegades lead 1-0 in the bottom of the first 1-0 pitch. That's an off-speed in there called strike 1-1. One and, one. and Parks has good control of that pitch. It has some nice vertical movement to it. Surprised how patient the Chilcothy hitters are. They're not swinging the bat very early until they get about two strikes on them. 1-1 pitch coming from Parks. It's going to get low, and it'll go to the backstop. Matashek over to get it, but Parks had a late break to the plate, and in there safely is Sears, and we're tied at one on the wild pitch in this bottom of the first inning. Pitch went to the backstop and took a good ricochet for the Renegades, but not in time to get Sears, who came home in with a slide. It's now 1-1. Well, we got a little bit of a break here. I meant to say this before the game, but I love the Mudcats mascot. I think that is the best mascot in the Mink League with the Renegades as a close second. But there's just something about the Mudcat name that I think is so unique to the area. And uh, I don't know, you just got a soft spot for it. Two balls and a strike from Parks. This one line. Gorling is going to make the catch, battling the sun. But he caught it on the fly. And that will end the first inning as Gorling, I think, threw over to Ott, the first baseman, on the way to the dugout. Regardless, that's three outs here in the first. Perks di- does give up a run, but it limits the damage to any more than that. We'll head to the second. Don't go anywhere. 1-1, Renegades and Mudcats on the Show Me Sports Network. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hosloglandscape.com. Riverville Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverville Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverville Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverville Christian Academy, Academy, calling at 573-634-3983. 
Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel back with you on the Show Me Sports Network. Renegades and Mudcats here, 1-1 head into the second inning. And all this game, although this game not impacting a whole lot in the Mink League standings, over there in the North Division, there is a whole lot going on to where we're on the final day of the regular season. We don't even know yet who's going to make the playoffs coming out of the North, and you were just talking to me. It looks like we're going to have, a, I guess, quote-unquote selection show to find out who the third seed is going to be because there's not enough games to figure it out, and uh, that, that's that's a whole a problem I'm glad we don't have to deal with here in the South Division. Absolutely. You click TV, a big sponsor of the Mink League, with uh, the TV broadcast tweeted that they're having a show tomorrow night and tagged four North Division teams, which is unusual because there's only three that make it, so... We're starting to think that there might be, like you said, a selection show tomorrow night on Uclick TV. Well, we'll be interesting to see how that goes as the Renegades come to bat looking to get back out in front. It'll be Herschler, Ant, and Wagner, 6-7-8. In the order facing the starter, Connor Fletcher, first pitch to Herschler, fouled back 0-1-1. Benjamin Bryce Creasel from the Doc and Norm Direct broadcast booth. Go riding with Doc and Norm Direct, Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Group sizes from 1-100 to or beyond, they do it all. As setting on the mound will be Fletcher. Here comes his 0-1 pitch. That will bend inside now 1-1. One one. Doc Norm Direct is also the official transportation provider of the Renegades, getting us to all our road games safely, efficiently, and in style. 1-1 one, one pitch on its way to Herschler. Misses outside. It's now 2-1 on the Renegades' third baseman tonight. To book your spot for your next adventure, call Doc Norm Direct at 573-256-1991 or email reservations at moexpress.com. Herschel swings at the 2-1, grounds it over to short. Middleman is up, throws to first, and a nice ranging play by the shortstop of the Mudcast, moving to his left to retire Herschel for out number one. Made that one look a lot easier than I think it was. Absolutely. Really smooth. Took it on a hop and fired it over first base. Textbook stuff by the shortstop. There. So now Colby Ott will step in. He's been the Renegade's second baseman pretty much all season. He's at first tonight and hits in the seventh spots. Helped to lead the uh, Renegades' bat ritual two nights ago, which worked because it snapped the six-game losing streak. As first pitch misses up to him, 1-0. Cole Wagner, the manager and second baseman, waits on deck. Some updates from the scores around the league that will impact that North Division. The A's are leading the Merchants 2-0 in the fourth. The Bombers leading the Outlaws 1-0 in the first. As Ott will swing and foul this one out of place now, 1-1. One one. We have our game here, 1-1 in the top of the second. And then the peak prospects and the Mustangs are either just not underway yet or just underway 0-0 in the top of the first inning. So early on in all of those, 1-1 one, one pitch to Ott misses low. So now we're at two balls and one strike. Be interesting to see because it seems like the, the big thing is going to be who makes it for the third spot. Will it be the peak prospects or the the other one, I believe, was it was either Carroll or Clorinda? I believe it is the Carroll Merchants. I okay. believe Clorinda is the two-seed in North Division. 
So the 2-1 pitch misses outside. It's now three balls and one strike. Regardless, I'm glad we're not the ones that have to sit and wait to find out whether or not we're going to the playoffs. We know that we're in on Monday. Next pitch hit on the ground over to short. Middleman makes the throw over to first, but it's high and it gets away. Not safe at first, and on the misplay, he'll go up to second base. So that'll go down as an E6, and now on is at second base with one out. What do you think there? Even if that throws on target, does not beat that out, or are we going E6 all the way? Absolutely. He had a good jump on it. It was a slow roller, too. It's going to be a tough play by the shortstop. But, uh, yeah, I think Ott would have been there. would have been okay. a bang-bang play for sure, though. So we'll go infield single and then E6 that allows him to move to second base. Running gates now have two hits in this one. One run so far, and now a runner in scoring position for Wagner. Wagner, one of the running gates, better hitters, and he's hit eight tonight, so that's a big threat for them. Next first pitch, it's going to be a bunt left side. Third baseman Biggers in. He bare hands, throws to first. It is low. It pulls the first baseman off the bag, and that's into right field. So Ottawa come in to score, and Wagner's up to second base. And the Renegades have now jumped back in front, 2-1, to one, thanks to a couple throwing errors. It was a perfect bunt laid down by Wagner. Once again, would have been a bang-bang play. And once the throw got away, Ott easily into score, and the Renegades are back out in front. Wagner taking over at the bottom of the lineup production for Hopkins tonight, who, as of right now, has the night off. So bottom of the lineup for the Renegades have been strong all year, and it goes into this uh, last game of the regular season. So Renegades now up 2 to nothing. Give Wagner the bunt single and then advancing to second base on the E5. No RBI. And Jeremy Parks, tonight's starting pitcher, using Taylor Hopkins' bright green batting glove, steps in, looks at a first pitch strike, 0-1. Interesting here tonight, Renegades opting to not go with the DH, letting Parks hit for himself. And we'll see what he can do. Maybe score Wagner from second and put the Renegades up 3-1. to 0-1 pitch, swung on and missed. Now 0-2 on the Renegades pitcher. He's going to have an opportunity here to help, help him out himself. So let's see if he can put a little bat on the ball here. Starting pitcher Fletcher sets on the mound. Here comes his 0-2 delivery. This one grounded back up the middle. Shortstop Middleman coming in. A high hop. He's got it. Throw to first way high. And another Renegades run will score as three straight throwing errors by the Mudcats have put the Renegades in front. Now 3-1. And another runner heading up to second base. That's three straight plays where... Uh, Potentially could have been an out, and all of them reach, and the Renegades have got uh, some something working here in the second inning. Don't know what's happened to the, the throwing arms of the Mudcats infielders. Might just have the yips right now, to be totally honest with you. That first one goes into the dugout, and it carries on to the next batter. So uh, he's going to have to figure that out to prevent runners from going to first to second easy. Well, that one, I think, as the first pitch is missed upstairs, Imgard and 1-0. That one, I think, Parks is out if the throw is on the money. I'm with you there. So now at second base is Parks. Renegades putting up two runs in the inning. Fletcher kicks. Here's his pitch. That one's in there. A call strikes now 101 in Imgard. And it'll be fun to do the math after the end of this inning to find out how many of the runs are earned and how many are unearned. One run already in. Actually, two runs already in. And Ott and Wagner both reach on infield singles. Now the 1-1 pitch. Imgard misses upstairs. So he moves ahead 2-1 to lead off this game. Imgard doubled to right center field and then scored on the Matishek RBI ground out. At the time, put the Renegades up one to nothing. Looks like Malpe, the Renegades' third base coach, receiving a little bit of heckling over there from the Mudcats' dugout. Wagner coached third in the first inning, and now it's Malpe in the second. Next pitch at the knees, a called strike. Good location there by Fletcher, and it's now two and two on Imgurton. So if he moves to two and two, the Renegades could jump out in front four to one here in the second inning. Facing Chillicothe, right-hander Fletcher comes sets, kicks the leg. Here's his pitch to Imgarden, called strike three. That's the fastball, and Imgarden took it. That's the third strikeout, or excuse me, second strikeout for Fletcher, and out number two here in the second inning as a backwards K against Imgarden. 
Imgarden disagreed with the call, but it was a good fastball. Placed top right there by the shoulders. Uh, Got to protect with two strikes for sure. Let's see if uh, Gorling can score the runner from second here. So now, as you mentioned, Gorling stepping in. He was the other strikeout so far for Fletcher. Struck out swinging in the first. Runner parks off second base. First pitch line to left field. That's going to get down in front of right. Runner on his way to third. They're going to hold Parks, and he'll make his way back to third. Throw back to third, and it is in time to get Parks, who was too far off the bag. He rounded third, and the cutoff man, Middleman, delivered a strike to Bickers, who applied the tag, and the Renegades make a base running gaff. although I think Parks is a little bit more upset with his third base coach than himself. He's kind of joking right there. Uh, don't know what happened, but regardless, the Renegades make out number three. But they do score two runs in the innings. They lead this one three to one. We'll head to the bottom of the second. Be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Hello, Blake Gazaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust. Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Back for the bottom of the second inning on the Show Me Sports Network. Renegades out in front 3-1. to one. And now Parks looking to keep the Muncats right where they're at. Looks like we have a couple substitutions. Blake was trying to throw me off because he said Wagner to left field, but Wagner is clearly at second base, so I'm going to say that you're wrong there, Blake. Regardless, it looks like we do have a couple other changes as uh, first baseman, I can't tell who that is. Hopkins is at third. Maltby maybe at short? That it's, is Luke Fuller at short, okay. and I think Colby Ott stayed at first base. Yep, you're right. Ott is at, he had the glove kind of on his left hand for a moment. That's what threw me off. So looks like... That was all for the moment. First pitch now, excuse me, second pitch misses inside, so it's now 2-0 and on Sanford, the number five hitter, to start it off for the Mudcats in the second. We Sanford, Ramirez, and Bickers. 
Here comes Parks, 2-0 delivery. This one hit off the end of the bat. Shortstop four going out. He can't get it. It's over his head into left field. Taking a uh, quick turnaround first, but holding right there will be Sanford. And he's got a single to left field to start this second inning against Parks. It also looks like Joe Horschler has taken over in right field here. Okay, so yeah, we've got Herschler in right. Fuller moving from right to shortstop. And then Hopkins is at third. That's Hopkins at third, yes. yep. And then, so I think just Gorling left the ball game, if I'm correct. First pitch misses low, and it gets away. Runner was already going to second base, Sanford, and now as it got away, he's going to move to third base. It went all the way to the backstop. Mattishak couldn't find it, and now a runner at third base with nobody out for the Mudcats here in the bottom of the second inning. Gives Sanford the stolen base and then advanced to third on the wild pitch. Mattishek for a while was looking around trying to figure out where that ball ended up and it went all the way to the backstop. It's now Sanford at third base with nobody out and a 1-0 count on Ramirez. Next pitch to him, this one grounded foul, it's now 1-1. One one. Parks in the first inning faced four batters, gave up one run, did strike out two, and now just gave up his second hit of the ball game. So finally got it all figured out. It's Hopkins and four on the left side of the infield, Wagner and Ott on the right side into the windup now as Parks next pitch misses low. So now two balls and a strike on Ramirez. Vickers the third baseman waiting on deck. Malpe still out and left. Imgarten in center and Herschler in right. 2-1 pitch now coming. As Parks looks in, here's his delivery. It will miss upstairs. Now 3-1 Parks in danger of putting the first two batters on here in the second inning. Renegades just jumped out in front 3-1 after scoring two in the second inning. Although both will go unearned against the starter, Fletcher, for the Mudcats. Here's the 3-1 pitch that bends low. It's in the dirt, and that's a walk for Ramirez. That's the first walk issued by Parks tonight. And now runners at first and third with nobody out in the second inning for the Mudcats. Parks needs to uh, find the zone here to try to get an out. Get back on track to uh, overall good start by the Renegades and Parks especially. So Sanford at third base, Ramirez at first with Bickers in the batter's box. Chance to cut the lead in half from 2-1 to one or get the uh, Mudcats tied. Next pitch way high, it'll go to the backstop. And coming in to score from third easily is Sanford. And up to second is Ramirez. It's now 3-2 to two as Parks threw out, went to the backstop on the fly. I think that slipped out of his hand because he was looking down at it. Now looking over towards the dugout. It's now 3-2, to two. Renegade still lead. No chance for Matashek to reel that one in as it just was way over his head. So now 1-0 on Biggers and Ramirez at second base. Parks will get back on the bump. Back into the box is Biggers now. Here comes the delivery. It will bend in there a called strike 101. Looked like Parks took a little bit off that pitch, but was able to find the zone for strike one of the at-bat. Absolutely. I think just trying to find a little bit of control here to get back into the groove. Braden Brewer waits on deck for the Mudcats. Quick check of the runner. Next pitch will miss low below the knees. Now two balls and a strike. Third batter of the second inning. First two have reached on a single and a walk. Now Parks looking in towards Matashek behind the plate. Shakes off the first sign. Now he's got one he likes. Here's the 2-1 pitch. That one misses low as well. Nice block there by Matashek. Returned the glove over to bring it in. But now three balls and a strike. Parks in danger of putting on a third straight base runner to start the second inning. So Parks now straightens up. Runner off a second. That's Ramirez. Here's the 3-1 pitch. That one misses outside. That's ball four. And back-to-back -back walks here by Parks in the second. Seeming to lose a little bit of that control. 
and now we're going to have to settle back down as Renegade still leading 3-1, to one, but a good second inning here so far for the Mudcats. wonder if Parks uh, running the bases might have got him off his stride a little bit. You know, some guy who doesn't do that often might, might have uh, messed with his head a little bit. So now first pitch, next batter. This one lined to left field, and that's down for a base hit off the batter. Brewer, Mulpey over to get it. He will throw the ball in as they wave around the runner. It's going to be offline, so in scoring will be Ramirez. And both runners also move up to second and third. We're now tying 3-3 three to three on the RBS single by Brewer. And although Mulpey gave it a strong throw, it was offline. Although one hop, it had the distance, it just was a little offline, and the runner scores. Mulpey showing the arm he's got being the Renegades ace here. I figured it'd come into play, and it was a good throw to get it back into the infield. Well, on the throw, both runners also advance. Now runners at second and third, and it's a 3-3 ball game. Park's going to really have to go to battle now as Bickers is at third and Brewers at second base. So some heads-up base running by the Mudcats. Now Maris, the catcher and the number nine hitter, will step in. Base hit could put the Mudcats out in front for the first time all night. First pitch is in there. A called strike now 0-1. Park's looking to get out number one. All four have reached against him here in the second inning. Now had no balls and a strike on Maris. He goes into the windup. Next pitch is going to be fouled off 0-2. So a better start to this at bat for Parks. Looks like he's more comfortable going out of the windup rather than the stretch with the runner on first or second. So possibly if we can keep him in the windup and he'll get cruising again. So back on the bump now. So far tonight, three hits for the Mudcats. Scoreboard, though, shows three for the Renegades as well, although we gave him one generous hit so I have four next pitch in there called strike three great delivery by Parks and good morning good afternoon and good night to Maris who strikes out first out of the second inning much better location there by the Renegades right hander so Maris a backwards K third strikeout in now an inning and a third for the Renegades starter Parks but he's still got work to do with runners on second and third only one out it's a 3-3 ball game and now Sears into the box Renegades have Hopkins and four on the left side. First pitch misses inside. Now 1-0 on the DH who singled and scored a run in the first. I like that pitch on the inside. Matishak trying to frame it. Started to get a little bit more comfortable back here as catcher. Sears steps back in. 1-0 pitch coming. Swung on ground to the left side. That's going to get through into left field for a base hit. One run in and Bickers. Brewer is going to be held at third as it was hit pretty shallow. But now the Mudcats have a 4-3 lead thanks to the RBI single by Sears. He's 2-2 two for two on the night with two singles to left field. Didn't hit it all that hard, but enough to get through the hole. And scoring easily from third was Bickers. And now a three-run inning for the Mudcats and potentially still more with runners at the corners and one out now. So two RBI singles this inning for the Mudcats. They've got three hits and two walks. And Parks has now just given up his fourth run of the game. Throw over to first, but back in time safely. It's Sears with a lot put down the tag. Stepping in is Austin Wright. He struck out swinging his first time up against Parks. Renegade starter could use a similar result here and try and get out of the inning with just a one-run deficit. Back on the bump now. Next pitch. This one low. A nice pick on a bounce by Matishak. Made that one look pretty natural. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say nice pick by Matishak. It did look natural. I'm starting to see a little bit of confidence behind the plate here. So one ball and no strikes. Parks comes set. Here's his pitch runner going, misses upstairs. Matishak's going to throw to second. The tag is not going to be made as it was late. And a stolen base for the runner, Sears. And our runners at second and third, still only one out. As Matishak didn't, throw was accurate, just didn't have enough on it to catch the runner who got a good jump in Sears. 
No, he looked a little timid making the throw. I think if he goes for another throw down, he's going to fire it back there. It's now two balls and no strikes on right. 0 for 1 with a strikeout. Next pitch, that misses high. It's now 3-0, and and Park's in danger of loading the bases with only one out and Colma Mango waiting on deck. So Mudcats just taking the lead 4-3 in the bottom of the second inning. Here's Parks 3-0 pitch, misses upstairs. That's the third walk of the inning, and the Mudcats have loaded him up here in the second with only one out. Looks like Matisek's going to go out and have a quick chat with his pitcher back out there. That is Parks, who's trying to get through his second inning of work. So far, seven batters have come to the plate, and Mamanga will be the eighth in the inning for the Mudcats. And only one out is recorded and a base hit could really put Chillicothe out in front with the bases loaded and only one out. I have to ask, her, ask if Matishak took any pointers from his teammates, Horschler and Fuller, about the uh, pitcher mound visit, you know, what to say, what to try to calm the pitcher down. I have to wonder if there's any notes taken on the bus up here. Mamanga in, first pitch fouled back, 0-1, struck out swinging against the Renegade starter Parks his first time up. Parks could use a similar result here. So now Matashek after the foul ball, back down into his crouch behind the plate. Parks looking for out number two. Omega slight wave of the bat. Next pitch will miss inside now, one and one. Runner off of first base. That's right. Sears is at second and Brewer is at third. Both Brewer and Sears drove in runs with RBI singles. Next pitch to Omega. That one hit to left field, and that's going to be a base hit to drive in at least run run from Omega. Second runner will be holed up, so everyone goes station to station. But now a 5-3 lead is the third RBI single of the inning for the Mudcats. This time off the bat of Omega. All three hit to left, so Malpe certainly getting his workout in there out at left field. And Allen just hit too shallow to send anyone else in. But Brewer scores to make it 5-3 Chillicothe. I like what Mamanga did with that pitch. He just drove it right up to left field, almost poked it out there. Didn't swing the bat too hard and hit it right into the hole. It was a good piece of hitting. So base is still loaded. Now the number nine hitter will come to the plate in Middleman. So far this inning, we have had four hits and three walks for the Mudcats. Only one out recorded. That was a strikeout of Maris. This one grounded left side. That is going to hug the line and get fair. Nope, it was foul. Just missed getting down the left field line for extra bases as Hopkins dove. But the call was made foul. Otherwise, that would have scored a couple of runs for the Mudcats. We are at a slight angle, so not completely even with the line. Thought the way Hopkins dove that that stayed fair, but it did not. So now no balls and a strike on Middleman. Lined out to short to end. Last inning now comes to the plate. Is the number nine hitter here in the second. Four already in for the Mudcats. Parks will look in, trying to retire the shortstop of Chillicothe. Next pitch will bend in there. It's going to be hit in the air to Malpe. This is going to be his first chance to catch a ball. He makes that catch. Runner's going to tag. Here's Malpe still to the plate. That'll miss high and go to the backstop. So one run in as everyone will advance. Now second runner coming to the plate. Matishak wasn't paying attention. Now he gets the tag and in there safely was right backside. Now throw to third base. Out is there as Mamanga tried to go to the third as everyone tried to move up. Two runs will score on the play. And But coming to third base, Mamanga was out on a good throw by Matishek. Had he been looking a little bit more towards the play, maybe he'd get the out at home. Regardless, the inning is over as two outs are recorded on the play. But six come in to score for the Mudcats and nine come to the plate. We'll go to the third inning now as a wild inning to the inning. 7-3, Mudcats lead. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, retrievingfreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers. With some of the most advanced technologies on the market, anything can become a canvas. The -the state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Renegades will have some work to do as we head to the top of the third on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt and Bryce Creasel bring you tonight's Renegades coverage. They trail 7-3 after the Mudcats scored 6 in the bottom of the second inning. And now Matashek will lead this inning off. First pitch in there, a called strike 0-1. So back to the... Sorry, no, you go ahead. You had a crazy you, inning last inning. Absolutely. I felt, I felt bad for you. You were just rattling off all the plays, and you speaking a mile a minute because a mile a minute plays happen. Next pitch is going to be a called strike to make it 0-2 on Matashek, who grounded out to drive and run in the first. Well, that play to end the inning was just nonstop, and after this at bat to Matashek, I'll go over it one more time for those who miss it. Next pitch back up the middle. That's in the center field for a base hit. So Matashek puts good wood on that one and he's on first base to lead off the third inning for the Renegades. That will be the fifth hit of the night for Jefferson City as Matashek's got his first hit of the night. So back to the play to end that inning. One out base is loaded. A fly ball to left. Malpe made the catch for out number two then fired home to try and get the runner but the throw into the backstop so one run scored and while the Renegades were going over to retrieve the ball a second runner came in and scored and then Matashek, who was covering home, didn't get the tag on the second runner, through to third to get whoever was trying to go up to third to end the inning. So the Renegades do get two outs on the play, gave up two runs. And now Malpe in for his second at bat. It's 1-0 on him. He walked his first time up. He's now ahead in a 1-0 count. Next delivery, two of misses inside, 2-0. Malpe looks to have a good eye at the plate so far through two at-bats, although not taking an at-bat so far this season. Being the Renegades ace, he knows the strike zone. He looks confident up there. I'm loving what I'm seeing. So 2-0 now, light wave of the bat over his back shoulder. 2-0 pitch coming, swing grounded left side, shortstop Middleman coming in. He will field it, throw to first base. It is in time with a good stretch by the first baseman, Mamanga. So Malpe is out on the play, but give him credit, made contact, put it in play. Didn't miss a base hit up the middle by all that much. Absolutely, advance the runner is what the Renegades got to do, try to get back in this game. So Matashek up to second on the play. 
led off this inning with a single to center. Now Luke Fuller, who grounded out to third to end the inning, will step in with a runner on second and one out here in the third. Renegade trails seven to three. Five hits so far for each side. Right-hander Fletcher comes set. Quick check. Other runner now pitched to Fuller, who fouls it back. That makes it 0-1 on the Renegades right fielder. Renegades middle of the order here. These Basically, when the home stretch happened, started to really get bats on balls. I've noticed that Fuller's looking more confident, Matishak also, and that's, re that's a really good sign heading into Monday, a playoff game. 0-1 pitch coming to Fuller. That one misses inside. It's now 1-1. One one. Be interested to see how... Uh, the rest of this game unfolds because obviously it, it, it certainly is a meaningful game. It counts towards the record book, but in terms of standings, won't do a whole lot. So it'll be fun to see what pitchers and players are used if this game is close late in it. Next pitch misses inside 2-1. and one. I would assume with the amount of batters that Parks has already had to face in two innings, don't know how long we'll see him out there for the Renegades. Don't just want to completely burn up his arm. So two balls and a strike now on Fuller looking to help the Renegades get back into this one. Trailing 7-3. Next pitch he's going to take, and that's a called strike. 2-2. Two two. Herschler waits on deck. He grounded out to short to start the second inning. And on in the hole. On the right side, Ramirez and Romango. Left side, Middleman and Bickers on the infield for Chillicothe. Right-hander Fletcher comes set. Here's his 2-2 pitch to Fuller. This one hit well out to left center field. Left fielder right going back, still going back. That is going to get over his head and one hop up against the wall. Matishik can crawl on home as he's waved around. Up to second base is Fuller, and that's an RBI double. The Renegades now trail this one 7-4 as he puts good wood on that one and drives it out to deep left center field. It's 3-7-5 out there, and he hit, up, hit it off the wall on one bounce. Nice work there by Luke Fuller. This is shaping up to be a really fun game if you enjoy scoring. It looks like it's going to go back and forth all game. A lot of runs get across the plate tonight. Well, Matashek easily scoring from second base on the play, and now with Wagner due up soon this inning, he's going to come in from the third base uh, coach's position, and now we'll see who will come back out in one, one moment to uh, coach third for the Renegades. Herschler in and takes the first pitch. Nope, swings and fouls it off 0-1. Looks like we're going to have Colby Ott now coach third, which... He's due up before Wagner is, so maybe we'll see Ott be being pinched hit for. Yeah, it looks like it because Herschler's up, Ott's on deck, and, and uh, Maslowski's in his spot. So runner at second base, that's Fuller, an 0-1 count to Herschler is going to be in there. A strike, 0-2 now on the Renegades' third baseman. Matashek already in this inning and four off a of second base, just doubled in Matashek. Now 0-2 pitch coming to Herschler. It's going to miss low, but did Herschler go around? They say he appeal out to the infield umpire. He did not. So now one ball and two strike on Herschler. Barely able to hold up there. Looks like Fletcher went with a little off speed right there and had Horschler out in front. Everyone's hitting the ball tonight, so I think these batters might get anxious, and they're going to try to drive in some runs for the team. So one ball, two strike count. Now Fletcher looking to get Herschler out for the second out of the inning. Here's the pitch. It misses low. Herschler held a swing again. And, and you're going to say he held once again. So now two balls and two strikes on two check swings back-to-back -back by Herschler. So top of the third inning, Renegades pushing across the run so far on this one. Trail at 7-4. to four. And Fuller out at second base with Herschler in the 2-2 count. He's 0-1 on the night. Here's the next pitch. It misses low, and Herschler has run it all the way full after being down 0-2. Nice work here by the Renegades. Third baseman tonight, catcher for most of the season. So now we'll see what he's able to do in a full count. If he reaches, would bring the tying run to the play with one out in the third. 
Fletcher comes set. Here's the righties delivered to Herschler. It's going to miss low. Herschler checked to swing. They will rule out to the infield umpire as it gets away and Ford will move up to third base. Regardless, Herschler reaches at first. Don't know whether they ruled strikeout or They walk. did. The home plate umpire motioned to the field umpire, and he did call the strike. So that so, should go down as a strikeout and a drop third strike. It will go down as a strikeout as it went to the backstop pretty easily. So Herschel wasn't even sprinting. He made it to first. I think he thought it was ball four. Regardless, Renegades now have runners at first and third with one out. So I guess you'll reach any way you can as Fuller also moved up to third on the play. And now Levi Mazlowski will step in, pinch hitting for Colby Ott. That is a play that you do not see a lot of times when the uh, runner thinks he's got a fourth ball right there and jogging to first base and then they motion down to the field umpire and he calls it a strike and he sped up a little bit to get safe there at the end. So runners at the corners first pitch to Levi's in there called strike going one taking his first at bat of the night. So we'll see what Mazlowski can do if put the ball in play and as long as not a double play would get the Renegades their fifth run of the game. Fuller's at 30 already doubled in Matishek this inning. Next pitch now coming to Levi. Swung on and fouled off. And now it's quickly one ball and one strike. Actually, no balls and two strikes. I was going to say, I thought it was 0-1 before the foul, but the scoreboard was was fooling me there. So now it's no balls and two strikes. And Mazlowski has four off a third doubled. And Herschler, who reached on a drop third strike, is at first. That was the third strikeout of the ball game for the starter, Fletcher, who comes set. Here comes the 0-2 pitch. It is a cold strike three. And three pitches in a backwards K to Maslowski. And now back-to-back strikeouts for Fletcher. And needs one more out trying to get Wagner right here and strand the Renegades runner at third. It was a good pitch by Fletcher outside corner. Maslowski not expecting it. It was a good pitch, and uh, he got K'd up on it. Well, it was certainly a, it was a close pitch. Tough to take there in that situation. One that could have gone either way. And it goes the way of Fletcher. So now just needs Wagner for out number three here in the third. Wagner shows bunt again, but this time it goes foul. Now 0-1. Wagner bunted last time up and reached on the bunt. A pretty good lay down one on the left side. And now it'll be 0-1 on the Renegade second baseman. Jeremy Parks tonight's starting pitcher waits on deck. I assume that means we'll probably see him back out on the mound in the bottom of the third inning already given up a couple runs but certainly has been good overall on the season renegade trail 7-4 in the top of the third inning coming set is the pitcher next pitch bunch showed again but pulled back and misses low so now one ball and one strike if you could get three innings out of jeremy parks i think that'd be really good to set up the rest of the game as far as pitchers and maybe some uh, unusual pitchers coming in to pitch this game so forward at third herschel at first Wagner, the second baseman in, and a one-ball, one-strike count. Shows Bunt again, and he misses it, so that's a called strike. Now one and two. I don't know if he missed it or just pulled it back. Regardless, it was a called strike. So now Wagner, I would assume, with two strikes, won't be looking to put down the bunt. Although, who knows, could just be practicing to potentially pull it out in a playoff game, and I don't know how upset he would be for foul bunting for strike three right here. So one ball, two strikes. Fletcher looks in. Here's his pitch. Bunt is shown, and it's going to be missed for strike three. And Wagner with a big smile. He's not taking that too seriously. And that'll go down as a K for Fletcher. He strikes out three in the inning, but does give up a run as an RBI double by Luke Thor. Shortens the deficit for the Renegades. They trail this one 7-4. We'll head to the bottom of the third inning in Chillicothe. We'll be right back in just a moment as you're listening to exclusive coverage of Renegades baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. 
Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Park's first pitch of this bottom of the third inning is a called strike. Mudcats hit around last inning, and this is going to be Jonas Sanford in to lead it off. It's now an 0-1 count on him. Next pitch misses low. So now we're even at a ball and a strike on Sanford. He singled and scored a run on a wild pitch last inning for the Mudcats. They lead this one 7-4. Renegades have scored in every inning, but so have the Mudcats, as you mentioned last inning. This is a, If you're a fan of offense, this is the game for you. Next pitch, ground to left side. Hopkins, first chance at it. Throw over to first. Is in time as Maslowski into the game at first has it. And one up, one down. Good start for Parks here in the third inning. Absolutely. Good throw there by Hopkins, who's normally a shortstop. That throw from third is a little bit longer for stretch, and he handled it just fine. Had a little bit of defensive change. Not a whole lot here in this inning specifically, but I will update it for you just to know who's out there. Hopkins is at third. Fuller's at short. Wagner at second. Mazlowski at first. Herschler's in right. Imgarden's at center. And Malpe is in left for the Renegades. Matashek still behind the dish with Parks on the mound, who misses for a ball 1-0 to Ramirez. Renegades playing their final regular season game here on this Saturday, July 23rd. Hard to believe we're already at this point of the season. Feels like yesterday we were just getting underway at Vivian Field. Next pitch misses outside. Now 2-0. I think my favorite thing about the Mink League season is just to see how the roster changes from the start of June to the end of July. Just players stay, players leave, players leave, and then come back, and it's really interesting to me to see how the team starting in June is much, much different than the team that you end with here in July. No, you hit that dead on. There is still a, a core group that's still left as the 2-0 pitch was in there. A called strike, and now the 2-1 pitch is going to be hit to left field. That gets down in front of Malpe, who's over to field it. 
and that'll be a one-out single. That's the second time Ramirez has been on base tonight. Walked his first time singled right there, so he's now one for one. That'll bring up Bickers with one out, one on. Was going to say, there is still a core group that is left, but it is it is certainly a night and day a different team than what we started with just about two months ago and at, at the end of May. So, And hopefully the guys that have stuck around are able to lead us on a, a pretty good playoff run starting on Monday. You only got to win four to take home the title. So, Absolutely. That's what makes the Mink League so interesting is that even as we're going into the wild card game, you can make an easy run to get into that championship. Once you get in there, anything can happen. So now Parks will have to deal with a base runner for the third straight inning, and Bickers, who walked and scored a run, steps in. First pitch in, misses Lowe, gets past Matashek, and that'll be a wild pitch. He's moving up to second base on the play is Ramirez, and now a runner in scoring position with one out for the Mudcats. For the Renegades, too, it seems like it's they've had to deal with Kai's going, but also a fair amount of injury as well. But give them a lot of credit because they have – uh, with the players that have stayed and the, the ability to play a bunch of different positions, they have showed a whole lot of fight, especially here in the stretch of 12 games in 11 days. Next pitch misses outside, 2-0. and Absolutely, and just to uh, play the first-place team in the South Division, Joplin, uh, while we were at home, that sh- certainly helps there at Vivian Field. But to get two wins like that, it's huge to push us into the playoffs. 2-0 pitch misses low. And now it'll be three balls and no strikes on Bickers. Brewer waits on deck, who singled home a run and also scored back last inning. So now we'll see what Parks has in store. Renegades sit at 17 and 23. Mudcats at 16 and 25. Next pitch swung on a miss. Good location there to Bickers. Now three and one. Be very interesting to see how the North Division shakes out because, as we know, the Renegades will place the daily on Monday, and then the winner of that will play Joplin. On Tuesday, 3-1 pitch from Parks is going to be grounded out foul. So good bounce back here from Parks. He's made it 3-2 on, on Biggers with one out and a runner on second. But we really don't know how the North is going to shake out. We have no clue who's going to be playing on Monday and Tuesday. So who knows who the uh, South Division champ could potentially see starting next Thursday in the championship. 3-2 pitch coming from Parks. It's going to be swung on and just fouled out of the glove of Matashek, and we'll do it again. Now the North Division, they uh, it's been some fun games playing them in uh, interleague play for sure and they got a lot of tough teams up there so whoever from the south does make it to the championship is going to have a uh, a large task ahead taking on whoever makes it out of the north three balls and two strikes against bickers next pitch misses oh that's ball four and it'll kick away so moving up to third base on the play is ramirez that'll go down as the fourth walk of the game for parks as bickers reaches both times now on base on balls that'll bring up Braden brewer with runners at the corners Looks like to me this is going to be Jeremy Parts inning. Uh, whatever happens here, no one around in the Renegades bullpen getting up. So uh, hopefully Jeremy Parts can figure something out here when we get out of the third inning. Brewer in, Parks comes set, and here comes the righty's first delivery in their call strike 0 1. Matashek is one of the better athletes on this Renegades team, and so far tonight just proving how hard catching is. I mean, you, you think you just catch the ball, but there's. There's a whole lot more to it, and for the guys on this team that are able to do it well, hats off to them. Next pitch hit, shallow left center field, both Maltby and the center fielder Imgarn after it. That's going to get down. Scoring easily is Ramirez. Bickers on his way to third. They're going to wave him around as Imgarn just now gathers. He throws it in, but easily in safely. As now the throw goes to third base, and it kicks away. So into third is Brewer. That'll go down as a two-RBI triple, but now Brewer, who had an awkward slide, goes down to the third base back. Hope he is all right as now he gets up, I think he's okay. So good for that. 
And now that will make it a 9-4 lead for the Mudcats as two come in on that triple for Brewer. Good uh, good piece of hitting by Brewer there. Snuck it right in between Malt Maltby and Imgarden, as you said. But just these Mudcat hitters with uh, parts pitches, they aren't really driving them too, too well, I would say. They're just uh, putting good wood on them and pushing them out to left field right now. Yeah, you're, they have certainly, especially in the off-speed, they are getting out in front of it and just hitting it to left field at will. First pitch is going to miss a ball now, 1-0 on Elijah Maris. I mean, it looks like they're almost trying to hit it to left because they're purposely swinging early on those off-speed pitches, and they've been able to do it pretty successfully. So now 1-0 on Maris is in there called strike 1-1. And on the Brewer triple, off the bat, it did seem like it was hit all that far. It just kind of fell down in the perfect spot and then split the gap in between Malpe and Imgarden. So by the time they got it in, Brewer was at third with two RBIs. Next pitch grounded foul. So now one ball and two strikes on Maris. He struck out looking his first time up. That was one of three strikeouts so far for Parks, who started this inning with a groundout, then gave up a single and a walk to Ramirez and Bickers. Both of them scored on the two RBI triple by Brewer, who's now got three RBIs through two at-bats. One-two pitch coming. It's going to miss low. Good block by Matishak. It went down to his side to block that one. It's now two and two on Maris. Kudos to Matishak, although he hasn't caught yet this year. He's throwing his body around, being tough like every catcher is. So uh, even though this is a different role for him, he's accepting it, and he's doing a pretty fine job so far here in the third inning. Into the lineup now. Two ball, two strike pitch. It's going to be popped up foul, and that will get out of play over our heads, and that will keep the count at two balls and two strikes. Maris, one of the few not out in front of that curveball because Parks went through it right there, and uh, Maris was late, and that's why he fouled her off right side. So we'll see what Maris does here in a two-ball, two-strike count. Once again, here's the pitch. It will miss upstairs. Matashek out of his crouch to grab it, and it's now three balls and two strikes. Three straight half reach for the Mudcats. Parks looking to stop it from being four in a row. This inning starting to have shades of the second where seven or excuse me, six came in to score for Chillicothe. Here's a 3-2 pitch to Maris. It is hit right side out of play and will do it again. Turn out Park's exact pitch count, but in the third, it's getting up there pretty high. So obviously you don't want to burn a whole lot of pitchers. I assume we'll see some position guys at some point pitch tonight for the Renegades, but don't know how much longer they'll stick with Parks, especially since he just pitched a couple nights ago in Sedalia. So three ball, two strike pitch once again to Maris. It comes in and hits him in the back. Obviously unintentional as Parks was just trying to work him inside, but that'll mean a runner at first base. So runners at the corners now still only one out in the third inning, two already in for Chillicothe. Hypothetically speaking, too, Jeremy Parks has had a really good ERA so far this year and pitched a lot of good innings for the Renegades. It's possible that he might be called out of the bullpen if a Tuesday night game was to happen, per se. Well, looks like it's going to be the end of the line for Jeremy Parks as uh, head coach, or I guess manager tonight, Wagner made the call from his second base position. He pointed into the dugout for Tanner Schmitz, who is going to come in and relieve Parks. So Parks will head off the mound, and that will be it for him through two and a third inning. Renegades teammates are out to greet him, and while Schmitz will throw his warm-up pitches, we'll take a quick break. Tell you also who will be coming to the plate for the Mudcats. When we return, they lead this one 9-4 in the third. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. 
At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions when things come out of left field having a game plan matters farmers insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game we've seen almost everything so we know how to cover almost anything talk to farmers agent christopher scott at 573-896-0131 to see how i can help you stay in the game that's christopher scott at 573-896-0131 we are farmers bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Renegades acting manager Cole Wagner has decided it's time to make a change. Pulls his starter Jeremy Parks in favor of Tanner Schmitz, who comes into the ballgame in relief. And Schmitz, who's been dynamite for most of the year, had a little bit of a road bump this last week or so. And I think this is about the perfect situation to bring him into. Very low stress fun little game we got going on tonight and if uh, he could maybe refine a little bit of that confidence once again could be huge for the Renegades headed into Monday. Agreed with that statement good call by acting manager Cole Wagner to, he knows this would be a good tune-up spot for Schmitz right here possibly and uh, he's going to be a big key cog if the Renegades are going to make a championship run here. Well, looks like we have a pinch hitter at DH uh, it's number four jersey but a number one sticker taped onto it to make 14 Get you that name in a second if we can find it. First pitch misses outside. 1-0 in the top of the third inning. One out and runners at the corners. Renegades trail 9-4. This was Tanner Sears, the DH's spots, but clearly a new batter in there. So now Schmitz comes, sets. He's in a 1-0 count. Next pitch is swung on a miss, but it will go to the backstop. Good ricochet, though, so the runner on third will stay put in Brewer, but Maris will head up to second. It's now two in scoring position and a 1-1 count. So Schmitz into the ballgame looking to get out of this. Based on the roster, 14 is Elian Guzman, although he was the big, tall, I think, first baseman. I don't believe that this is actually him. Next pitch in there, a called strike. Good delivery by Schmitz, now one and two. The DH currently right now is slowly losing his uh, taped-up number one, so he's about to turn into number four real quick. One-two pitches, swung on and missed for strike three, and a great start for Schmitz into the ballgame. He strikes out the first batter that he sees, and the DH leaves his number one at the plate as that tape came off on the strike three swinging, and that's the second out of the inning, a strikeout for Schmitz against the first batter he faces. So now this is the actual batter in the right spot in the order, Austin Wright. So I don't know who just came to take the at-bat for Tanner Sears as it was Number four jersey, but with a number one taped on it to make 14. First pitch from Schmitz to right, grounded right side. Second baseman Wagner, first chance he's got. He'll throw over to first in time for out number three. And nicely done for Tanner Schmitz. Comes in, faces two batters, retires them both, and strands runners at second and third. Exactly what the Renegades needed to see right there. Absolutely. He looked very confident on the mound, and I think he knows the pressure that's about to come up with these playoff games and knows that he's been the closer all year and the Renegades are going to need him. So I think uh, another turnaround for Tanner Schmitz is coming soon. 
Absolutely. So we'll head to the fourth inning. We're about a third of the way through, and the Mudcats lead 9-4. to four. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Moex Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from one to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Dock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie! Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Rendition of the YMCA going on here at the ball game, uh, the ballpark in between innings. Fun little thing going on as a lot of kids took the field to help take part in it. And now it looks like Tanner Schmitz is going to take an at bat here in the top of the fourth inning. Uh, top of the fourth inning, pardon me. So it'll be fun to see what he's got in store for us from the plate. As on the mound just a moment ago, he looked real good for the Renegades. Looks like the Mudcats made a pitching change here too. Looks like number eighteen has taken the mound. I will get his, a name on that in just a moment. And his cutoff is Joel Coffee Mudcat cutoff. So first pitch to Schmitz, line left side, and that's into left field for a base hit. Schmitz hustling all the way. He wants to go to second. He's on his way. Here comes a throw, and Schmitz is out by about 10 feet as he tried to get in there safely. Uh, he tried to tried to stretch that single into a double, as I don't even know if Meslowski was giving him the wave, but Schmitz was going to second all the way as he was pinch hitting right there for Jeremy Parks. So I guess not pinch hitting because he's in the game of the pitcher. But uh, opposite field single, so some good wood, but uh, not not too close on the play at second base. I can confirm that first base coach Colby Ott was waving him very loudly okay, to no, go to second yeah. base, which ended up not being the right call. Yeah, I thought that was Levi over there. I quickly glanced, but you're right. It was Ott who gave him the wave and uh, didn't really help his pitcher out right there. But first pitch, a strike 0-1 to Imgarden, who has got a double and a strikeout so far. Next pitch is going to be hit right side. That's going to get down a base hit. They're going to try and throw to first, but Imgarden beats it out. It was a single to right field, but a one-hop single to the right fielder, Sanford, who threw to first. Imgarden beats it out and now does a uh, little shoulder bump with the first base code odd. So two hits this inning for the Renegades. Two well-hit balls, too, but one out because Schmidt's thrown out at second base. I have to tell you, though, maybe Schmidt's a pinch hit weapon because he looked good there, although he was thrown out. The opposite field hit was... Uh Something great to see from pitcher Tanner Schmitz. So now Imgarden at first base, Gorling on the mound. So much has happened already in this inning, so I haven't even gotten the chance to uh, say who's on the mound for the Mudcats. 1-0 count now as uh, Hopkins is pinch hitting for Gorling here in the two spots. 
Amgarden off the first. This one fouled off left side. So now one ball, one strike count on Hopkins. This is probably the highest we've seen Hopkins hit in the order all year. Absolutely, but uh, hopefully he brings that slashing ability that he's brought to the bottom end of the lineup into this game tonight. So Hopkins back into the box now. Right-hander on the mound for Chillicothe coming set. Here's the next pitch to Hopkins. Grounded back up the middle. That's going to be a sliding stop by the second baseman. Goes to second for one. And that's all they get as Ramirez makes a fine sliding play. As that one looked destined for center field off the bat. And out at second base is Imgarden. Nicely done there by the Chillicothe defense. Absolutely. Nice little web, Jim, right there by the second baseman to uh, get an easy out for his pitcher here. So the Renegades have put good wood on all three at-bats this inning. Schmidt singled and was thrown out at second base. Then Imgarden singled and then it was just a race on the fielder's choice. So let's look at some pitching stats for the Chillicothe Mudcats and figure out who's on the mound. As first pitch to Matashek. That's ripped into right field and that will get down for a base hit. Going first to third will be the base runner Hopkins. Matashek will stop at first base. He's got a second straight hit and now first and third with two outs for the Renegades here in the top of the fourth inning. I think I can confidently say that Matashek right now is seeing a water balloon or well, watermelon per yes. se released from the pitcher's hand because he is just raking right now. Well, Renegades have been aggressive on uh, pitches so far this inning as there's no 18 on the pitching set, so I guess this may be a position player that's pitching for the Mudcats. No, nope, there's, uh, there's, just, there's just number 18 out there. That's about all we know at this point. And hopefully the Renegades can get him for a run. So runners at the corners, and stepping in will be the cleanup hitter, Brady Malpe. An RBI opportunity for him. Let's see if he can get his first RBI of the season. Pitcher comes set. Runners at the corners. First pitch to Malpe. Misses low, 1-0. Malpe's got a walk and a ground out. Could come up here and get the Renegades, who trailed this thing 9-4, to an inch a little bit closer. Still looking for that first hit. Now's the chance. 1-0 pitch. He will take upstairs. Throw down to third, but Hopkins back in safely. So I don't even know who to write in my box score for the Mudcats. I'm just going to put number 18. I think that's your uh, safest bet here. Well, this outside the Legends game, I think this is going to be one of the hardest to track in terms of players because it's going to be different players playing everywhere. 2-0 pitch in their strikes now 2-1 and one on Maltby. Renegades have gone single, single, fielder's choice, single, but have two outs because one of them and Schmitz was thrown out on the base pass. Manischek at first, Hopkins at third, next pitch to Malpe, hit in the air, shallow left field. It is sinking fast, left fielder after it, and he will run under it. That's right out there in foul territory who makes the catch for out number three. Malpe gave it a pretty good ride, but hung up in the air long enough for Wright to run under it for out number three, and that will end the inning. Renegades go scoreless for the first time tonight, and will head to the bottom of the fourth inning, them trailing 9-4. to four. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Riverdale Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverdale Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverdale Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day programs. To find out more about Riverdale Christian Academy. Academy, calling at 573-634-3983. 
Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Woodbat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gasaway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Cole Maminga in to start the bottom of the fourth, facing Tanner Schmitz back out on the bump. First pitch to him, misses up and in 1-0. Hopefully the uh, trip to the plate and on the base pass doesn't tire out Schmitz who's going back out for a second inning of work, came in with two on and one out last inning and got both batters out and didn't give up a run. So now next pitch to Maminga is grounded left side. Hopkins on a couple bounces. He's got it, a long throw over to first, but it is just in time to get the hustling Maminga and a good stretch by Mazlowski at first base. And that's out number one on a strong throw by Hopkins, the third baseman. Absolutely, Mazlowski's long wingspan coming into effect right there to get that stretch play at first base. So Schmitz now pitched a full inning, has struck out one, yet to give up a hit or a run. Some defensive changes for the Renegades as uh, looks like we are going to have... Blake told me Matashek had went to center, but I'm pretty confident that that's not Matashek that out there. That looks like Joe Horsler to me, yeah. and it looks like Carter Gorling back in at shortstop. Next one a strike, although I do know for sure Fuller is behind the plate. M. Garden's at short. In Garden at short, yep. Matashak is in right field. Okay, so it's Herschler who moved from right to center. Next pitch by Schmidt, swung on a miss, and so now quickly 0-2 on Middleman. If Schmidt has this type of stuff working for the playoffs, we're in for some. We're in for a treat for sure because he's got it locked in tonight. That off-speed pitch right there was his best pitch of the night. Had the batter way out in front. 0-2 to Middleman, it skips low, a nice block by Fuller. It's now one ball and two strikes. So now I'll say Herschler to center, Matashak in right. Schmitz ahead, no, or excuse me, one ball and two strikes on Middleman. Quickly pitches. This one fouled off to the right side, so we'll stay put at one ball and two strikes. So for the Renegades, you got Mislowski and Wagner on the right side of the infield. Imgarn and Hopkins on the left. Malpe in left. Herschler in center and Manischek in right. Wagner and Malpe so far the only two tonight to not switch positions. Next pitch from Schmitz, grounded left side, another chance for Hopkins, who jumps, he's got the ball, his throw to first is in time as Loskett's got it. Another dandy of a play by Hopkins at third, leaped in the air to grab that one and then threw it to first base in time for out number two, two up to down here in the fourth. Taylor Hopkins is a really good defensive player here for the Renegades. He, uh, very sound, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, but uh, can make the flashy plays when needed also. 
Jones now stepping in with two outs and nobody on will be Jonas Sanford. He's got a single and a run scored and then he grounded out to third. His last time up, Renegade Shell, this one 9-4 in the bottom of the fourth. This will be the first three up, three down inning if the Renegades get it. This one grounded third again. Hopkins lays out. He's got the ball. His throw to first is in time. What an inning from Taylor Hopkins as he gets dirty for that one, but a diving play. And I think that one deserves a da-na-na, I agree with that. I just said he can make the flashy plays when needed, and that one was needed and did it perfectly. Good execution by Hopkins. So Schmitz goes three up, three down in the fourth inning, and the Muncats are held scoreless for the first time tonight. And now everyone congratulating Hopkins on a great play to end the inning and a great play by Schmitz on the mound, a great inning by Schmitz on the mound. We'll head to the fifth Renegade Show this one, 9-4. to four. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism. Renegades coming to the plate in the top of the fifth inning, trailing 9-4 to four after we just had the Taylor Hopkins show in the bottom of the fourth, made all three plays the last, the best of them all, a diving play to his left. Four now in, first pitch, swing, lines at right side, second baseman Ramirez plays it on a hop, then he boots the ball, four will leg it out, he's safe at first base, and that'll start off the inning for the Renegades with a base runner, and I don't know whether it'll go down to single as an arrow because it was a tough hop for the second baseman. And regardless, four reaches to get it started. I would have to say that's probably going to be an error there. He should. He had a control. Yep. It almost looks like he bobbled on the transfer from his glove to his throwing hand. Looks like that is going to be ruled an error. So Renegades so far, they have got nine hits. Yep, that'll be an error. Next pitch to Herschler. He grounds that left side, and that's getting into left field for a base hit. So back-to-back -back have reached to start this top of the fifth inning for the Renegades. They've got something cooking trailing here by five. I like the approach by Horsley there. One pitch, he knows he's getting a fastball, and he just drove it right into left field. I like the approach. So runners at first and second out for the Renegades with nobody out facing unnamed pitcher number 18. That's about all we can tell you. I feel like the uh, the uh, J.C. Legends game about a week ago when we didn't have any roster, and it's 
uh, just guessing every time. First pitch, Mislowski misses upstairs 1-0. He's got one at bat so far, and he struck out looking. Kenneshree, we have checked the entire uh, Mudcats roster and is no number 18 listed. So next pitch, Mislowski swung on a miss. So now one ball and one strike. Renegade showing this one 9-4. They have got nine hits compared to, so far, the seven for the Mudcats. Runners at second and first. That's Fuller and Herschler, 1-1 pitch. That misses upstairs. Now two balls and a strike on Maslowski. Cole Wagner, the second baseman on deck, although that doesn't look like Cole Wagner. That's, I think that may be, uh, not sure. We'll figure it out when the time comes. Next pitch is going to miss outside. Now 3-1 and a one on Maslowski, and the Renegades have a chance to load the bases with nobody out here in this top of the fifth inning, trailing 9-4. to four. Next pitch in there, a called strike. Mislowski took one step to first, but it was called. It's now three balls and two strikes. Renegades already have two on, looking to load the bases with nobody out. Really hoping Mislowski swings the bat here. I'd like to see him get some wood on this ball. 3-2 pitch, swung on and miss as he's late on that one, and he goes down via K for the second time tonight, and that's out number one here in this fifth inning. So two already on for the Renegades, but now one out as Wagner is going to go and uh, call for the substitution himself. Looks like Roman Sherman is going to come in and pinch hit for the Renegades with runners on first and second. And one out, so he pinch hits for Cole Wagner. So Sherman not done in the batting. Goes, swings first pitch, grounds right side. That's going to get into right field for a base hit. On his way to third, they are going to hold the runner fuller. And then at second base, Herschel went a little too far, but he is just able to get back into the bag safely. As Sherman delivers an opposite single, and now base is loaded with one out in this inning for the Renegades, and Tanner Schmidt's coming to the plate. Tanner Schmidt, let's see if he can push it opposite field like his first at bat. He, he looks like Tanner Schmidt, you know, all these guys, they hit in high school, but once they get here and in college, they turn to P.O., so maybe you can find more of that uh, throwback hitting from Tanner Schmidt's here. So Schmidt will step in, bases loaded, Renegades down by five, only one out in the top of the fifth inning. Renegades now up to 11 hits, first pitch to Schmidt's in there, a call strike 0-1. Schmidt swung at the first pitch last time and hit it down the left field line for a single, was then thrown out trying to go to second. Now another base hit could make this just a three-run ball game. Here comes the next delivery to Schmitz, swung on and fouled off 0-2. This is dangerous territory for Schmitz, having a battle now in an 0-2 count. Absolutely. He, uh, he's a pitcher, so he knows how to combo pitches. He probably should be expecting some off-speed right here from number 18 for the Mudcats. So Sherman at first, Herschel at second, and Fuller at third for the Renegades. One out, bases loaded, trailing by five. Back into the box now is Schmitz taking his second at bat. Long look in by the right-handed pitcher for the Mudcats. Here's the pitch. Adam is upstairs. Good take by Schmitz there, one and two. After Schmitz, we'll go back to the top of the order for the Renegades in Imgarden, who waits on deck. He's been on base twice with two base hits. Here's the one-two pitch coming to Schmitz. It's upstairs again. Another good take, and now we're even two balls and two strikes. Still only one out in this fifth inning. So we'll see if Schmitz can... Come up big for the Renegades. Back into the box. Lefty hitter. Here's the 2-2. Swung on. Hit out to shallow left center field. It is sinking fast. That ball is going to be caught by the left fielder right. Although it is successful because a runner will come in to score. That's Fuller. And a sack five for Schmidt. So he stays one for one. And now he's got an RBI. And the Renegades have cut the deficit to 9-5. We uh, mentioned this when Cole Wagner pitched the other day in Nevada. Although the loss and he had slash for... Uh, 
a good line on his hitting too. This might be the Tanner Schmidt's night if he goes a couple more innings here with uh, looks good on the base pass and also from the mound. So Schmitz drives in the Renegades run. They scored at least once in every inning except the fourth first pitch to Imgard and upstairs a ball 1-0. Hitting now for the fourth time in five innings. Back into the box now is Imgarden. Lefty-righty advantage for the left-handed hitter, Imgarden. Here's the next delivery. Swung on, popped up left side. It looks like it's going to get out of play. Vickers goes after it, and he'll run out of room. It's now 1-1 one one on Imgarden. Just joining us, Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel on the Show Me Sports Network. And if you hear some confusion from us throughout the night, it's because this game really does not impact the standing. So the Renegades and the Mudcats are both having a lot of fun. To put things in perspective, Renegades starter Brady Malpe is playing left. Matashek was catching for a couple innings. And Tanner Schmitz has taken two at-bats for the first time all season. So Emgarten in, 1-1 one, one pitch coming. He'll look at a snapped-off pitch, and that makes it 1-2. Although the umpire they gave the strike three sign, I think he lost sight of the count there for a second. He did the uh, lawnmower rip right there, and that was only strike two. So now 1-2 on Emgarten. Runners at first and second. Here's the pitch. Swung on, foul-tipped into the glove of Maris, and that's strike three as Emgarten is down on strikes for the second time. That will end the inning, but the Renegades do tack on a run. They trail this thing 9-5 to five as Tanner Schmidt drives in a run with a sack fly. We'll go to the bottom of the fifth and be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled, offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your last line of defense. Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more. Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, a veteran-owned business. Serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years, Animal Medical Center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere. To promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment, Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is a full-service veterinary hospital. Whether your pet has fur, feathers, or scales, Dr. Greg Boyer and Dr. Kayla Terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations. Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. Tanner Schmitz back out for another inning of work for the Renegades. And he will fire in a first pitch ball, 1-0 on Luis Ramirez. Schmitz has been strong for the Renegades now, having pitched an inning in two-thirds. 1-0 pitch, Ramirez grounded left side, foul, 1-1. One one. Schmitz has came in and gone strike out, ground out, ground out, ground out, ground out. Three out of the four coming to Taylor Hopkins. Has a couple more defensive switches for the Renegades. Roman Sherman into play second, Malpe in at short, and Imgarden goes out to left field. So Schmitz in a 1-1 count now. Next pitch is going to be a called strike 1-2, and, and Schmitz continuing to look real good out there on the mound. 
Yeah, he's just throwing exactly what he wants right now, controlling the zone, something that we haven't seen for the past week, but saw early in the season, so I'm loving what I'm seeing from Tanner Schmitz. Here's Schmitz, 1-2 delivery, grounded weekly, shortstop Malpe, his first chance, he's up with it, he'll throw a rocket to first, and beating it out safely is Ramirez. Malpe played that about as good as he could, but Ramirez was flying up the first baseline, that'll go down as an infield single. I think that's the fastest throw from short we've seen from anyone all season. Uh, I've said it once, I'll say it again. Malpe's uh, strong ace arm tonight has been present in the field. So now as I update my defensive positionings, which is almost unreadable at this point with all the changes, a leadoff base runner for the Mudcats looking to extend what is a 9-5 to lead in the bottom of the fifth inning. And in is Tyler Bicker's first pitch to him will be in there a called strike 0-1. Especially at shortstop, because now the fourth different shortstop of the night for the Renegades. That's been a uh, whole game of mixing and matching. So Schmitz coming set. No balls and a strike. Runner on first, no outs. This one grounded. Schmitz has got it. He goes to second for one. And the return throw to first is not going to be in time as Sherman didn't get a whole lot on it and actually got past Maslowski. So one out is recorded, but then the second runner is safe. Bakers, that'll be a fielder's choice for out number one. Nice play by Schmitz to fielder's position and deliver a perfect throw to Sherman covering second. Absolutely. Sherman and Malpe tied up at second, both trying to receive the throw from Schmitz <laughs> and then throw it to first. So that's some uh, maybe a little bit of inexperience of playing infield coming into play right there. Yeah, two guys that have not done a whole lot of uh, playing in those infield positions. So now runner at first with one out. That'll be the fielder's choice after Ramirez had let off with a single. First pitch now, grounder left side, foul to Brewer. Brewer's had a good night at the plate, an RBI single and scored a run, then a two-RBI triple in the third inning, but he was left stranded at third by Schmitz. So Schmitz now has completed two full innings, has struck out one, no walks, just one hit and no runs. Next pitch is going to be popped up out to left field. Imgarner going back on it, twists around a few times and makes the catch for out number two. Nicely played there by Imgarn, a guy who doesn't play a whole lot of left field, and Bickers will retreat to first. So now two outs in the inning. Don't know for sure, but Schmidt's now at two and a third innings. Don't know if we'd see him for another inning after that. I don't even think you really need a reason to, because I think tonight you've seen all you need to see from Schmidt's, and if it's anything like this on Monday, Tanner Schmidt's is back. Absolutely, and you're going to need him on Monday and possibly Tuesday as we stretch out the bullpen, so I think this might be his last batter if he can get the out. So Maris in 0 for 1 with a strikeout, was also hit by a pitch and looks at a ball 1-0. Maris was the last batter that faced Jeremy Parks in the third inning before Schmitz came in. So now runner at first base. That's Bickers reached on a fielder's choice. And now Schmitz comes set on the mound. Here's the 1-0 pitch. It's going to be swung on a miss to now make it 1-1. And Schmitz looking for his last out here in his bottom of the fifth inning. We've picked up speed considerably in this one compared to the first three innings where it was a 9-4 uh, ball game after three. So now Schmitz coming set. Right-hander's got the sign. Here's his delivery 2-4, and it is going to be popped up and that will get out of play into the stands just off to our right. It's now one and two. Schmitz looking for his second strikeout now. I like the way Schmitz, he can go with any pitch he wants to right now. I think he needs to think in the future and maybe pick out a pitch he hasn't been so sharp in the past couple of weeks and throw it and see what if he can swing and miss here. So one, two, count to Maris. Here's the pitch. It's outside, and runner will also take second on the play. Bickers, that'll go down to the stolen base. As the throw pulled a four a little bit off out of his catcher's position, no chance to throw out the runner Bickers. I think he might have had it stolen anyway. So now a runner in scoring position, still two outs, and now a two-ball, two-strike count on Maris. 
Already's got one strikeout tonight. Schmitz bent over at the knees. Now straightens up for will set at the knees. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled off, so we will do it once more. On the infield for the Renegades, Sherman and Mislowski on the right, Maltby and Hopkins on the left. Not the greatest defensive infield we have seen all season for the Renegades, but they've made every play so far this inning. Absolutely. They, uh, they're just baseball players, and they know what they're doing. They can pick crown balls and throw it to first. 2-2 pitch, misses ups. Now it's run full to Maris. First base now open after the stole, stolen base by Bickers. After this, we'll go back to the top. And uh, on deck hitter, the apparent number 14, although the tape from the one is now gone. So DH spot is due on deck for the Mudcats. 3-2 pitch. It is swung on and missed. Four hung on to it for strike three. And Maris goes down away via the K. And Schmitz completes now a fantastic couple of innings on the mound and will walk off after another scoreless inning. So we'll head to the six now. Renegade still trailing 9-5. to five. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. At Centurion Cares, for more than three decades, their focus has been on exceeding customer expectations for contact center software solutions. Their innovative communication solutions include utility interactive voice response software that allows for smart communication features that let your utility deliver superior customer service 24-7. They also provide other streamlined services like automatic call distribution, automated customer callback, reporting, and quality assurance. To find out more about how Centurion Cares can help your business, call them at 727-421. 5300 or look them up online at centurioncares.com centurion cares innovative communication solutions coming off a couple fantastic innings on the mound by renegades pitcher tanner schmitz renegades now heading to the plate as first pitch in they're a call strike to hopkins oh and one renegades trail nine to five as this is Mudcats right fielder Jonas Sanford now on the mound. And you can tell he's a position player because I think that one that came in and missed a ball to Hopkins was all about 50 miles per hour. So 1-1 one one now on Hopkins. Here's the next pitch to him. Swung on and hit in the air. Shallow right center field. Ramirez going out and making the catch is the right fielder. It can't be Sanford anymore because he's now on the mound. Regardless, Hopkins is retired for out number one. That uh, curveball right there by number one was... Uh... Almost an Ephus pitch, whatnot, started at uh, the clouds and landed by uh, Hopkins' head. So, funny-looking pitch right there, but he got an out, so kudos to him. Well, the uh, Mudcats now going the position player route for pitching. We'll see if the Renegades 
do the same here in relief of Schmitz. Matashek first pitch pops it up right side. Mamega going back on it. He will now size it up and make the catch. So very quickly, right fielder Jonas Sanford on the mound now has gone two up, two down against the Renegades who trail nine to five. So now Malpe will come up for his fourth at bat. Looking for that first hit. He's been on base, but still needs that elusive first hit. And he called a shot. He pointed that bat out to left field. That's where he wants to take this first pitch. And he will swing. He will line it left field. Right, that's a fair ball. And there's Brady Malpe's first hit. He will make the turn. He will stay at first base. Probably a good call there as a strong throw back in. But Malpe has got his first hit of the season. Congratulations to him as he went out and got that one, pushed it down the left field line for a single with two outs here in the sixth. Absolutely. Looks like uh, Colby Ott, the now first base coach, <laughs> learned his lesson last time when he sent Tanner Schmitz the second and was throwing out. Hold Malpe at first and give him a little bit of time to enjoy this moment. Malpe is calling for the ball, and Sanford's going to give it to him. He tosses it over to the Renegades' dugout. So I think that'll go down to the keepsake for Brady Malpe. I didn't know if he was being serious about it, but he wanted that ball, and Sanford gave it to him. So good for good for Malpe, who's now gone on base twice tonight. First pitch to Fuller is outside 1-0. and are you, I think you are right, though. I think Ott learned his lesson. Was not going to be a, a little over-aggressive there with Malpe. So he's now at first with two outs, 4-4. Next pitch hit high in the air, and that will get out of play. I think Luke Fuller is trying to show in this at bat right here while he was the uh, Mink League home run champion. His, uh, his swing looks serious, and I think he's trying to put one over the wall after his last hit that hit the wall. It's now 1-1 pitch. 2-4 waits back on it, and he will fly it out to shallow center field. Brewer coming in, shortstop Middleman going out, and Middleman makes the catch. So uh, position player Sanford pitches a scoreless sixth inning, although that one was an Ephus pitch, and Fuller was swinging for the moon there. He just got underneath it. Just got underneath it. He probably hadn't seen a pitch that slow since maybe uh, sixth-grade baseball or so, <laughs> coming in at probably about 40 miles an hour. Well, Malpe still smiling after the hit comes off in his way into the dugout, and Schmitz is coming back out to pitch the bottom of the sixth inning. Renegade show at 9-5. We'll be right back in just a moment. When things come out of left field, having a game plan matters. Farmers Insurance has over 90 years of experience helping people play through every stage of the game. We've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Talk to Farmers Agent Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131 to see how I can help you stay in the game. That's Christopher Scott at 573-896-0131. We are farmers. Bum, ba -dum, bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Moex, Dock and Norm Direct is back better than ever. Much more than your number one ground shuttle transportation service to St. Louis Airport. Yes! Moex, Dock and Norm Direct is Mid-Missouri's leader in premier group travel. Sporting events, concerts, wedding receptions, the lake, winery trips, Branson, plaza shopping, reunions, pub crawls, group sizes from 1 to 100 or beyond. We do it all. Remember, we want you to ride Moex Stock and Norm Direct. The following public service announcement is brought to you by the Eddie Goodell Society, Jefferson City Chapter 10, doing little things to make a big difference. Want to make a big difference in your community? Be kind to others, drive safely, and put litter in its proper place. Join us in celebrating Eddie Goodell's historic Major League appearance as a member of the St. Louis Browns by doing something nice for someone today. Take a walk, Eddie. 
Schmitz back out on the mound for the bottom of the sixth. Renegades showing 9-5. First pitch flown out to shallow left field. Couple guys go out, but that will drop in front of the left fielder, Imgarden. And it'll be a leadoff single off of Schmitz to start at the bottom of the sixth inning. This was the batter that came up last time with the uh, duct tape one on his jersey and it fell off. Did hear a name. It was Colby something. We don't know exactly who it is. It's not even on the roster. But regardless, he has a single to lead off this inning. As Schmitz is now looking to pitch over three innings. And uh, he's looked good even after that single. It wasn't all that hard, but he's been good tonight. Can't be more happy for Tanner Schmitz or the Renegades. Looking like he figured it out for this playoff push. I cannot underestimate how big of a piece that is heading into Monday night. So Austin Wright is in with a runner on first. Here's Schmitz pitch. That finds his own. And it's now 0-1 on Wright. The thing about Tanner Schmitz is that he's been in the closer role for most of the year, but his closer role is different than the normal where you go in and pitch one inning. He's pitching three innings at a time and has been lights out up to about a week ago. Runners going this one line to right. That is going to get down the right field line. That's a fair ball. Runner on his way to third as Wright will hold it first. Now first and third as the ball has got back in quickly by the right fielder, Matishek, and our runners at the corners with no outs to start this bottom of the sixth inning. And Schmitz is really going to have to work now as that one was laced and just found it fair ground. Although good play by Matishek to keep it from going any farther and hold right to a single. So now runners at the corners. Renegades already trail by four. And now Cole Mamenga will step in. He's got an RBI single. That came in the second. Schmitz's delivery will miss low to him now 1-0. Schmitz, the second pitch of the Renegades are using tonight. So far through two and a third, he struck out two. No walks. Had only one hit coming into the inning. Now he's given up two more. No runs so far. Here comes the 1-0 pitch to Mamenga. Will take, and that will miss off the inside corner. Not by much now, 2-0. Good pitch by Schmitz right there. Throwing the off speed on the inside. Uh, Cole didn't go his way, but sets him up for a good fastball chance here. Looks like the same infield defense. Runner's going to go. Fuller will throw down to second base. Malpe's tag, and he is out trying to swipe second as Malpe put down a perfect tag from short, and the runner stays at third. So now a big out number one as Fuller guns down right trying to swipe a bag. Great throw there by the Renegades catcher. Absolutely, Malpe having the awareness to get the tag down. Uh, doubt he's played much shortstop in the past couple of years, but he looks good tonight, and he's having a blast, so it's fun to watch. 3-0 pitch coming to Mamenga. Schmitz has fallen behind to him. This one will be swung on a miss to make it 3-1. So now this is big after the stolen base because one, the runner on third didn't come home on the play. And so now he's still there. And if Schmitz can get Mamenga here for out number two, and you have a chance to leave the runner stranded. 3-1 now as Schmitz comes set at the belt. Here's his pitch. That one will be a called strike on the inside corner. Mamenga thought it was ball four. And now it's three balls and two strikes. Schmitz looking for strikeout number three. I wrote down stolen base for Austin Wright. I meant to write caught stealing as he is out for out number one here in the six. Here comes the 3-2 from Schmitz. It's going to be poked out to right. Matashek going after it. He bends to his left. He will make the catch. Runner's going to tag as Matashek will wind up and throw home. But just not enough time to get the speedy runner from third. Ball was hit too deep. And now the Mudcats have scored a run to jump out in front 10-5. And credit Mamenga with an RBI sack fly. And now the Renegades back down by five here in the bottom of the sixth. This uh, this isn't your normal game to where you get down by five and you get almost discouraged. The way runs have been scored tonight, this feels like a two-run ball game in my opinion. I feel like a couple base runners and renegades are right back in, in it. So Ryan Middleman, the shortstop, will step in. Nobody on and two outs, a run already in. This one fouled off to make it 0-1. If is going to chase, he will not get it as it just carried a little too far to reach 0-1. So Schmidt's now giving up a run in a little over three innings work, although... 
He's still been really great overall, and a couple, the, the runner that scored just now, it was on a base hit. He reached on a base hit that just fell in, so there's some nights where that ball is caught, and then that fly ball to Matashek, we're looking at out number three. So now no balls and a strike on Middleman. Here's Schmitz's next delivery to him. That's a call strike as Middleman scooted his way out of the batter's box, thought it was going to be inside. It caught the inside corner, so now 0-2. We're just a moment away from heading to the seventh inning. Renegade trail 10-5. to Schmitz comes set. Here's his next pitch to Middleman. It'll be swung on at foul ball as Middleman swung at a pitch at his eyes there and made contact. Middleman looks a little uneasy with Schmitz at the plate. Schmitz is really hitting the spots right now. It's a lot of fun to watch. So now we'll do the no ball, two strike pitch once again. Ten hits so far for the Mudcats, 12 for the Renegades. Schmitz goes into his windup. And here comes his next pitch to Middleman, and it's fouled off once again. Middleman on these foul balls is almost doing a complete 360 uh, when he swings the bat. He has really looked a little bit off with the swings. So now three hits total against Schmitz and one run so far. No walks, though, for Schmitz, and that's a good thing because that had been a little bit of a problem as of late. So Schmitz into the lineup, 0-2 once again to Middleman. It is swung on a miss into the glove as Fuller's got it, and Schmitz will get his third strikeout to end the sixth. Renegades now trailing by five. We'll head to the seventh. Back in just a moment, 10-5 to a coffee lead. Hi, this is Nick Hoslog, owner of Hoslog Landscape and Design. Every day, my highly trained team of experts works hard to give you the outdoor living area you've been dreaming of. By focusing solely on landscaping and hardscape construction, this has made us the preferred landscape and design company serving Jefferson City and the Central Missouri area. Thank you for all your continued support in voting us as winners of the Reader's Choice Awards and Jefferson City's Best multiple years running. When you are ready to begin your dream outdoor project, call us at 573-301-9464 to schedule an estimate or visit hoslaglandscape.com. Riverville Christian Academy has been providing a strong biblical foundation and academic excellence within a Christian environment to students for more than 16 years. Located in the Jefferson City, Riverville Christian Academy offers kinder prep through 7th grade with 8th grade to be added in the 2023-2024 school year. Riverville Christian Academy's primary goal is the discipleship of the next generation to impact the world for Christ. Average class sizes are just 16 students with a student body composed of families from over 30 area churches. Kinder prep offerings include 3 and 5 full day sessions with kindergarten offering a half day and full day program. To find out more about Riverville Christian Academy, Academy, call them at 573-634-3983. Jonas Sanford, Chillicothe, right fielder, back out on the mound for a second inning of work. Should say he started the game in right field, but then came out to pitch last inning, went one inning, gave up no runs. The only hit he gave up was to Brady Malpe. That's his first hit in Years and he was able to keep the baseball as a souvenir. So cool moment there. If you're just joining us, Renegades are using position players in all sorts of places. Pitchers are taking the field. We've seen a couple of those as well. Tanner Schmitz has taken two at bats and also pitched one heck of a ball game in relief. And that's got us right here to where we're at today. 10-5 Chillicothe lead. Renegades got 12 hits compared to the 10 so far for the Mudcats. Scoreboard says 11 for the Renegades, but we've got them at 12. And now facing Sanford. For his second inning work will be Hersher, Mazlowski, and Roman Sherman due up for the Renegades. First pitch to Hersher will be off the inside part of the plate, 1-0. Thanks so much for spending your Saturday night with us on the Show Me Sports Network. Ben Schmidt, Bryce Creasel. Here's the 1-0 pitch. is going to be hit foul. Actually, that's in play, left side of the infield. Shortstop, middleman, third baseman. Vickers both after it, and Vickers will make the catch. And the pop-up to third base is out number one. 
with Levi Mislowski coming to the plate to hit. Want to tell you about Walk-Off Wood Bat Company, handcrafted right here in Missouri. Walk-Off Wood Bat Company bats are made with premium grade maple, ash, and birch. Fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bat, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. First pitch, Meslowski hit out to left center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Meslowski is going to make the turn. He wants second base. Center fielder Brewer will throw in. Meslowski slide the tag, and he is out at second base trying to stretch a single into a double. Second time that has happened tonight for the Renegades as Meslowski is thrown out by Brewer. I think that was on uh, Meslowski's own dis- judgment right there the first base coach Colby Ott didn't make a sign so Maslowski trying to get a double and uh, gets gunned out at second but good piece of hidden by him well in addition to selling handcrafted bats they also offer a selection of bat accessories including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves so to help find your confidence at the plate give walk off wood bat company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wildbats.com meeting at the mound going on don't know if they're pulling the right fielder, excuse me, the pitcher slash right fielder, Jonas Sanford, out of the game. And it looks like they are, think he is going to be done on the mound, which is funny because he'd gotten outs against the first two batters he'd faced so far tonight, but now they've decided that's enough. So Sanford goes an inning and two-thirds, gives up two hits and no runs. Now it looks like they're going to give way to a new pitcher, number 17. Let me figure out who that is. That is Tyler Bickers, who is going to come in and pitch for the Mudcats. So Bryce, so far tonight, although the Renegades on the losing end, we've had a lot of fun. What do you think has been the best part so far tonight for the Renegades? I think the best part is uh, Tanner Schmitz for sure, looking like he figured it out, and Braden Maltby just being the key cog to this Renegades culture. I mean, you know on the bus rides that the second he walks in, everyone's eyes light up. That's huge going into a playoff stretch, especially after a long stretch of games and two Two months of uh, a lot of back-to-back games and whatnot. Morale is high with this Renegade squad, and I think tonight it's just added to that. Well, it looks like only a few warm-up pitches needed for the new reliever, Tyler Bickers, who comes over from third base to now pitch. And it looks like Sanford is going to play second base. And then Ramirez, I would assume, maybe going to third base. That's my best guess. I think that's what I'm going to go with. So now... Sherman, who had a single his first time up, stepping in to face Bickers. First pitch to him, he will take inside a ball 1-0. Let's see what Sherman's got in store for us this at-bat. Next pitch coming from Bickers, who pitching out of the lineup. We're going to get this last out of the seventh inning. Next pitch misses inside. So now two balls and no strikes to Sherman. Pinch hitting came in for Cole Wagner a couple innings ago. Now it's second base. Next one swung on, fouled off. So now it'll make it two balls and a strike on Sherman. If I'm Sherman here, I'm going to be very selective. The pitcher's having a little bit of trouble of getting it across the plate here. Baker's just into the ball game first. Pitcher, your battery's facing. Sherman will go up and get this one and single it into left field. That's a base hit. He's two for two in relief as he'll trot on down to first base. Should say Bicker's not just into the ballgame, but just into the mound. He's been at third base all night. And first battery sees Sherman takes him into left field for a base hit. So well done by Sherman. Two for two off the bench. Notable Tanner Schmidt's coming to take this at bat here. We uh, assumed his night pitching was done, but maybe this indicates that he's going to come out for another inning. Well, considering the Renegades don't have a DH as the first pitch to Schmidt swung on a miss, he's late on the fastball. My guess would be that just whoever is going to come in, not as good of a hitter as Schmitz has shown. So maybe you let Schmitz bat and then you replace him on the mound. Although you could be right. He could be coming back out. Here comes the 0-1 to Schmitz. He'll foul it off 0-2. Schmitz has already pitched three and two-thirds innings. You do have the off day tomorrow. I would assume you don't want to push it too much in a meaningless game. 
So now 0-2 count, Pickers, or Bickers looking to retire, get his first out since coming into the game, gave up the base hit to Sherman, who has not held on at first. Schmitz so far, one for one, does also have a sack fly. Looks at this one low, it gets away, and Sherman will head up to second base. Now a runner in scoring position for the Renegades. Schmitz could get a second base hit here and would give him a second RBI if he can drive in Sherman. Schmitz came in in his first at bat in the fourth. He singled to left, then was thrown out trying to stretch to a double, then had a sack fly. His last time up, now behind one and two. Here comes the delivery from Bickers, misses upstairs two and two. This was a similar situation for Schmitz. His last time up in the fifth fell behind 0 and 2, but then worked it to a 2 2 account when he then delivered the sack fly. This time a fly ball would end the inning as there's two outs. Here in the top of the seventh, pitch to Schmitz. He'll look at a call strike three at the top of the zone. I don't think Schmitz loved the call, but not being too serious about it as he is retired, and that'll make his line on the season one for two at the plate. So the Renegades are kept off the scoreboard for the second straight inning, and we'll go to the bottom of the seventh. We'll stand and swing here at the ballpark. Renegades trail 10-5 to against the Chile County Mudcast. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Throughout the course of any game, different actions stand out to different people. But everyone remembers a walk-off, especially if it's a walk-off wood bat. Handcrafted right here in Missouri, walk-off wood bat company bats are made with premium-grade maple, ash, and birch, fully customizable to make it truly yours. From the length and weight to the barrel and handle color, you're able to customize every feature of your wood bats, including personalized engraving with a 45-day warranty. In addition to selling custom handcrafted bats, they also offer a selection of bat accessories, including lizard skin bat grips and batting gloves. To help find your confidence at the plate, give walk-off wood Bat Company a call at 816-261-1014 or visit wowbats.com. Hello, Blake Gasway here with the Show Me Sports Network. I've had the opportunity to have some amazing calls, including overtime touchdowns, walk-off home runs, and buzzer-beating baskets. But I've answered another call. That's to serve my community as a volunteer firefighter. Stop and think what would happen if your home or property caught fire and no one was there to put it out. Every day, volunteer firefighters not only save lives and property, but also respond to other emergencies. Nearly two-thirds of our nation's fire departments are manned by volunteer firefighters. And because of this, we simply need more volunteers to step up and answer the call. Stop by or contact your local fire department and see how you can become a volunteer firefighter today. I answered the call to serve my community. Will you? Pitcher on for the Renegades as we head to the bottom of the seventh inning with them trailing 10 to 5. Taylor Hopkins will now pitch for the Renegades. First position player to pitch for them. He'll face Sanford. First pitch grounded to short. Maltby can't get in. That's into left field for a base hit. So Sanford will reach to lead off the seventh inning. Had a good inning or so on the mound and now gets this seventh started with a base hit to left field. So be interested to see how Hopkins is able to do on his. Mound debut. A couple other changes. Roman Sherman goes from second to third, and Tanner Schmitz will stay in the ballgame and play second. So Luis Ramirez will step in. Hopkins giving a single to the first batter he faces. That's Sanford who's at first. Ramirez will swing and miss. 0 and 1 in and out of the glove of Fuller. That's got to feel good for Hopkins getting his first swing and miss out there on the mound. Absolutely. Ramirez was looking to hit that ball into the next county. Hopkins can use that to his advantage and keep the ball low and try to get a ground out here. So Hopkins coming, sets. Sanford off first. Meslowski holds him on. Next pitch, a miss just below the knees, one and one. The Renegades can't come back, and they currently trail 10 to 5. 
only have to go two more innings pitching on the mound. So you'd assume Hopkins here for the seventh, and then if you only need the bottom of the eighth, maybe use Hopkins again or someone else. 1-1 one, one pitch misses upstairs, 2-1. and one. Although, like you said a few innings ago, with the offense that has been scored all game, a five-run deficit feels really like two, although the Renegades in their last four innings at the plate have only scored one run, so they've been settled down a little bit. One, and Hopkins will miss outside. That makes it three balls and a strike on Ramirez. Tanner Schmitz for the Renegades out of the bullpen goes three and two-thirds, strikes out three, gives up three hits and one run. He was really good tonight, and now he's in at second base. 3-1 pitch from Hopkins, that misses upstairs, and that's a walk, and that'll put on Ramirez back-to-back of reach against Hopkins here to start the seventh. Maybe Schmitz needs to come in from second and just give his, uh, his guy Hopkins a little bit of a motivation here, just tell him to throw some strikes. Absolutely. I uh, I trust in Hopkins to figure it out. He's peppering it around the zone. He just hasn't marked it up yet. But these uh, Mudcat hitters are going to be selective knowing that. But I think he's going to figure it out. So Bickers, Bickers in, pardon me, grounded third base. Sherman's got it. He'll step on third for one. His throw to first is in time, and that's a double play. Exactly what Hopkins needed as good work there by the third baseman, Sherman, as he turned that one perfectly. And now Hopkins with one pitch gets two outs. It couldn't have drawn it up any better right there. Absolutely. Good pick by Miss Lastly, too. Sherman made a good throw, but it did take a little bit of skill to pick that off and uh, complete the double play. Ramirez moves up to second on the play, but now a Brewer steps into the runner on second and two outs, and Hopkins looking to pitch a scoreless inning on the mound if he can get one more right here. Brewer's got three RBIs. Knight swings first pitch back up the middle. Here's a chance for Schmitz, who's got it. His throw to first is in time, and good work there by the Renegades. There's a couple guys playing out of position. Sherman, Hopkins, and Schmitz get the three outs, and two pitches. You go from runners at first and second, nobody out, to three outs and nobody in. So good work there by Hopkins on the mound. That'll take us to the eighth. Renegades show this one 10-5. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. We are State Tech. We are hands-on education. When you choose the number one two-year college in the country, you know you will be ready for your career. That's why at State Tech, we say, from the classroom to your career, we are the employer's choice. We are State Tech. Creating custom, handcrafted woodworking projects has never been easier. Become a member of Sawdust Studios and enjoy 24-7 access to a woodworker's paradise. Outfit with industry-leading, professional-grade tools, Sawdust Studios offers endless woodworking possibilities. Don't have woodworking experience? No problem, as Sawdust Studios offers affordable classes from a community of woodworkers, experienced designers, and master craftsmen. Youth classes are also offered for those junior woodworkers. For more information, search Sawdust Studios on Facebook or find them online at Sawdust Sawdust247.com. Sawdust Studios, your community woodshop. Hi, I'm retired Army Sergeant Trent Dirks, and I want to tell you about an organization that saved and changed my life forever. Retrieving Freedom provides highly trained service dogs to veterans with disabilities and children with autism, absolutely free of charge, thanks to the generous donations and support from people just like you. Experts from Retrieving Freedom help throughout the entire process from fostering programs through service dog placement. Retrieving Freedom gave me the skilled service dog, Tracer, who has been my best friend in my lifeline. To find out more about how you can get involved, volunteer, foster, or to donate, visit their website, RetrievingFreedom.org. Retrieving Freedom, changing lives through the training and placement of service dogs for veterans with disabilities and children with autism.
Andrew Imgarn in to lead off the top of the eighth inning. Renegades trailing this one 10 to 5, and it will get a first pitch strike. 0 and 1. Benjamin Bryce Creasel bringing you tonight's fun action of Renegades and Mudcats. Not a whole lot of seriousness as both teams have used a lot of players out of position, a lot of position players pitching as next one upstairs. Now 2-0 on Imgarden. Renegades have got six more outs to come up with five runs as new pitcher for the Mudcats. We've got number 38. Once again, another one that we just have no clue who it is. 2-0 pitch to Imgarden upstairs. Now 3-0. Yeah, Renegades need some base runners oh, here. Sorry, 2-1, uh, not 3-0. To make this game just a little bit more interesting, we're having a blast here at the ballpark too. But to make the score a little bit more interesting, you need some base runners. Next pitch fouled off. So now two and two on M. Garden. Taylor Hopkins just pitched a scoreless inning. Waits on deck, and then Jack Matashek in the hole. Jonas Sanford went an inning and two third on the mound, gave up two hits and no runs. And then Tyler Bickers got one out, gave up one hit, but also struck out a batter. Struck out Tanner Schmitz backwards, looking K to end the seventh. And now Amgarden in to lead off the eighth. Renegades have been trailing for a large portion of this game. This pitch misses upstairs. Now it's run full to Amgarden. Renegades have already clinched a playoff spot. They're the number three speed, the three seed. They'll take on Sedalia on Monday in the wild card game. 3-2 pitch to Amgarden swung on and fouled off, so we'll do it again. The Renegades win on Monday. They'll travel to Joplin on Tuesday to take on the Outlaws. So two teams the Renegades are very familiar with and have seen each of them multiple times in about the last week. Absolutely, and they look good against both of them. We know Wednesday night they lost in a walk-off in the ninth at Sedalia, but then uh, went back home and beat Joplin back-to-back games. So, uh... Got some confidence going into the playoffs here. 3-2 pitch. Imgarden misses up, so that's a leadoff walk, and the Renegades have a base runner on to start the eighth inning, trailing this one by five. In the last week, or in last eight days, the Renegades saw Sedalia twice and lost them both times by one, 4-3 and 5-4. I believe both were walk-offs, too. So that's the team they'll face Monday. And then in the last week, they've seen Joplin three times. They're 2-1 and one as the first pitch to Hopkins will be looked at a called strike. The one lost to Joplin came 5-4, lost that one by just a run, and then the other two, 14-6 and 6-4, both wins. So they have had some success against these two squads the last couple of weeks. 0-1 to Hopkins upstairs, 1-1. I guess it shouldn't say success against Sedalia, but they played them very close both times, both tough losses, and if you get that one to go your way, it would be perfect timing on Monday in the Absolutely. playoffs. Absolutely, yes. Just takes one game. That's what's great about the Meek League playoffs. Hopkins goes up to get this one and lines it out to left center field. That's down a base hit. Imgarden move up to second base. As that was a high fastball, but Hopkins went up to get it. And now first and second with nobody out for the Renegades here in the eighth. They're doing exactly what they need to do to try to get back into this game. Uh, Mashtag up to the plate who is crushing the ball right now. You'd hope to see an RBI opportunity right here for him. So I'm Matashek has had a good night at the plate. He's got two singles, also has an RBI. He's two for four. And now steps in with runners at first and second. Nobody outs. First pitch to him, swung on a miss. Takes a big cut there and comes up empty 0-1. So Matashek and Malpe waiting on deck. Imgarden off a second and Hopkins off a first. Here's the 0-1 pitch to Matashek. Waits back on it and flies it to center. Brewer coming in. He will make the catch. Everyone stays put. Matashek tried to wait back on that one, but didn't make good enough contact. That's a flyout for out number one. So now Malpe stepping in, big at bat here. He's knocked a couple things off the checklist so far tonight. First time reaching base, he did that with a walk in the first. First time hit, he did that with a single in the sixth. Now just needs that first RBI, and he could do it with a base hit. And I think if, if Malpe gets a hit here, you got to wave around Imgarden and give him a chance. First pitch to Malpe, misses down low, 1-0. Absolutely, Imgarden, if a hit is... 
Broad here. He'll be hustling around third to uh, pick up his teammate and try to get him an RBI for the season. Looks like Wagner's coach at third, so hopefully he knows the situation and will have the windmill on. Next pitch outside 2-0. and Neither have been all that close, so Malby's at least got to see a pitch to hit here first. Right-hander steps back into the box. He's spent the last couple innings at short. Here's the 2-0 pitch. That one a called strike at the top of the zone. Didn't catch it by much, but that's a called strike. So now 2-1. Runner Hopkins at first and Imgarden at second base. Wave of the bat for Malpe. Runners going. It's upstairs. And taking third base will be Imgarden. Now they've got Hopkins caught in between first and second. Running Hopkins back to first. Now he goes back towards second. Imgarden is now going to come to the plate. He is going to make it in safely. Hopkins is tagged out. But he does his job as Hopkins come in to score. I don't know if you love giving up the out there. But Hopkins hugging it long enough for Imgarden to come in and score easily. No, Hopkins was coaching Imgarden as he's in the rundown. Pointing into home. Uh, Cole Wagner, I don't know if he was expecting that to happen right there, but a Renegade score run and chip away at this lead. So now it's 10-6. No, no more RBI opportunity for Malpe as he's ahead in a 3-1 count. Next pitch swung on a miss as Malpe took a big cut. It's now the scoreboard says 2-2, two two, but I thought on the stolen base it was a ball, so I believe it should be full count. Not for sure, though. Into the lineup. Here's the next pitch to Malpe. He will swing and miss at it as he is put down on strikes for the first time tonight and then sprints back towards the dugout as that is out number three, I guess. I don't think that was out number three. Yeah, it's. I was going to say we went walk, single, then the cons dealing with a run scored, and I, I don't think the home plate umpire thinks it was out number three either. He's just standing there. I mean... Right. Manager, acting manager Cole Wagner needs to have a conversation at home plate, I think. I guess we're going to end the top of the eighth inning after just two outs, and we'll, we'll take a break. So the Renegades do get a run. They chill this thing 10-6. to six. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Last Sentinel Firearms is your federally licensed and registered Type 7 FFL manufacturer dealer in Missouri, providing quality products to all types of sports enthusiasts, law enforcement, and individuals across the nation. Orders are currently being fulfilled offering custom-built pistols and rifles from the AR platform made right here in Missouri. Visit their website at lastsentinelfirearms.com or call them at 417-684-7202 to find out what they've got for you. Last Sentinel Firearms, you are your Since 2018, Han Custom Laser Engraving LLC has been specializing in all things custom, using large format, high-powered lasers with some of the most advanced technologies on the market. Anything can become a canvas. The -the state-of-the-art system makes quick work of custom engraving on cups, glass, tile, wood, acrylic, metal, headstones with endless possibilities. They also offer custom one-of-a-kind signs that are sure to make your design stand out. Find them on Facebook at Han Custom Laser Engraving or call 573-489-8732 to find out more on custom laser engraving llc a veteran owned business serving the capital city and the surrounding area for 70 years animal medical center strives to provide the best possible medical service for your pet in a caring atmosphere to promote quality healing and preventative care in a fear-free environment animal medical center of jefferson city is a full service veterinary hospital whether your pet has fur feathers or scales dr greg boyer and dr kayla terry have the experience and expertise to treat complex medical conditions as well as providing annual well checks and vaccinations animal medical center of jefferson city is the only veterinary hospital in the capital city accredited by the American Animal Hospital Association. To schedule an appointment, call the team at Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City at 573-636-4626. 
bottom of the eighth inning now. Renegade chilling us one, 10 to six. Bryce helped walk me through it in between innings. There was three outs recorded. I just completely misread. I had not yet marked down the uh, caught stealing where Hopkins was retired. So that will, there was only, there was three outs to end that inning. So I was a whole confused and sorry if I confused anyone else. Regardless, bottom of the eighth, a bunch of changes now for the Renegades as stepping in to lead it off will be Elijah Maris and that one misses up now 1-0. Some uh, new faces and new places as Tanner Schmitz is behind the plate for the Renegades. Catching Levi Mislowski is on the mound. First baseman now is Hopkins, and at second is, we think, Luke Fuller. Next pitch is going to be outside. It's now 2-0 and on Maris. So Mislowski on the mound, Schmitz behind the plate. And now we just have to figure out who's at second. It's number, number 14, so that, or it's number 11 at second base. So I think that's Fuller, although... Not sure. Well, hopefully Mislowski get us through a score at the 8th and send us to the ninth. down 4, 10 to 6. Next pitch is going to be high, and that makes it 3-0. Maris looking to reach for the second time tonight. Mislowski having a tough start to this at-bat. Falling behind three balls and no strikes. Now comes set. Here's his next pitch. That's going to be swung on hit in the air to left and hit well to left. M. Garden going back. He's still going back. He's at the wall, and that is gone for a home run as Maris has turned around the 3-0 pitch and deposited over the left field wall. Maris stops at second. I don't think he knew that it was gone. Home run single was given. Signal was given. And he stops at second base. I I thought they called home run. I, I, it was, that's it, what I thought, too. He's now... Yep, okay. Off the wall. Off okay. the wall. I could have sworn they give the home run single. So that's a leadoff double. And now a runner in scoring position with nobody out in the bottom of the eighth against Meslowski. I'll be honest with you, Ben. We were told getting off the bus that, you know, some position players would be playing in weird spots. I would not have guessed Tanner Schmitz was going to be catching tonight. I would, that one is still confusing me, but he's doing a fine job. Absolutely. As that one is in there. Strikes now 0-1 on Sears. So no balls and a strike as off a of second base is Maris just doubled out there. Here's Maslowski's 0-1 pitch. That one upstairs now 1-1 one one on Sears. Tanner Schmidt's framing these pitches, trying to help out his pitcher. He's been, uh, he was just in that position, so he's trying to do everything he can for Maslowski right now. Here's the 1-1 pitch coming. That one misses outside. It's now two balls and a strike. Maslowski now facing his second batter since coming into the game. Renegade show this one by four. They're going to have three more outs to work with. Coming set now. Here's the next pitch. That one misses low and in and out. Falling behind three and one. Maslowski having a little trouble finding the strike zone. So we'll see what he can do now in a 3-1 count. Runner off a second. Nobody out in the bottom of the eighth. Here's the next pitch. Swung on and misses out in front of that one. And it's now run full against the Renegade's right-hander. Be a big out for Maslowski right here if he can come back and get the batter. He comes set on the bump. Quick check of the runner. Here's a 3-2 pitch, and it's fouled off, so we'll do it again. It was a strike, but fouled off. And so now we'll see what Sears can do, except it is wearing the same number as Sears. I don't think it is Sears, because this does not look like who we saw at DH earlier in this game. I think Sears just gave him the jersey and said, go up and hit for me. Regardless, he's in a three-ball, two-strike count with nobody out and a runner on second base. Maris just missed a home run, RBI. Excuse me, not an RBI, but a double to lead off this inning. Here's the pitch. It's going to miss low, and that's a walk. And now runners at first and second with nobody out here to start the eighth inning for the Mudcats. 
We were right, though. Luke Fuller is the one at second base. So, seen Fuller play just about everywhere tonight, and now he's at second, and hopefully we can have a ground ball to get us out of this inning or at least get the first two outs. That's how the last inning started when Hopkins got one. First pitch, a called strike. Good frame job there by Schmitz. I think that was some of his best work. Absolutely. that uh, Helping out his pitcher right there, getting that frame right there called for a strike. So Mamanga waits on deck, first and second, only nobody out. And next pitch fouled off 0-2. Second time that Mazlowski has been in a two-strike count, lost the last one, a walk. So runners at first and second. Now 12 hits on the game for the Mudcats. Renegades sit at 15, all the Redcats, or the Renegades are on the losing end, 10-6. to Here comes Mazlowski's next pitch, it misses upstairs. Now we'll go one ball and two strikes. Final regular season game, final game overall for the Mudcats. Renegades will have at least one more. That'll be Monday against Sedalia for the wild card round. Hope you'll be listening in with us or come out to the ballpark. Only about an hour from Jefferson City. Next pitch has swung on in and out of the glove of Schmitz. It was a drop third strike and with runners at first and second. Runner can't go, so that's out number one from Eslowski. And that's the way to start it. Get a, a strikeout swinging and now hoping that a Mizlowski can't get rolling here and get two more out to keep this thing a 10-6 ball game. Absolutely. Great thing about it. One double play away from going into the top of the ninth with the chance to uh, tie the game up. So Cole Maminga steps in. He had a sack fly RBI his last time at the plates. Now facing Mazlowski. First pitch to him up and in 1-0. and Tanner Schmitz is firing that ball back to Mazlowski after the pitch is made. He knows his true position. Next pitch misses low. So now two balls and a strike. No disrespect to how Matashek was doing behind the plate, but I think Schmitz may have him beat. Both have, have shown some good, pretty good uh, work back there behind the plate, but Schmitz looks like he looks pretty good. Next pitch swung on a miss by Mamingo, so now two balls and a strike. He took a big cut there. So now it's 2-1, and one, just one ground ball away from getting out of this inning. It's Sherman playing third, Malpe playing short, Fuller at second, and Hopkins at first. I get Shell 10-6, bottom of the eighth. Next pitch swung on a miss by Mamingo, so Mazlowski's came back with two strikes. It's now 2-2. Two and two. Kudos to Schmitz and, Mas and uh, Matashak, as you said, even suiting up to get back there in a game like this. That's uh, not a normal position. 2-2 two, two pitch, misses ups. Now 3-2, and two, one out runners on first and second. So you're either looking at a ball in play, a strikeout, or bases loaded. Hopefully Meslowski can get the ball and play for an out or a strikeout. Here's a 3-2 pitch. It is swung on grounded to short. Let's see what they can do. Malpe will throw to first, and it's a rocket retrieved by Hopkins, and that's out number two. Malpe taking the safe play to first, and he delivers a good throw there, and now there's two out. Meslowski a chance to get out of this with no damage done. Malpe with the right decision there. It would have been really tough to turn to as a runner on first base. Got a good jump to second. So Maris up to third and Sears up to second base, and now Ryan Middleman will step in. Looks like we may have a pitching change with just one more out to get potentially. I think the rec Renegades recognize that they may have just one more out to work with, and I think that's going to be it for Mislowski. And don't know who we have trotting in. I think we're going to go Herschel here to try and get this final out. It looks like Cole Wagner is going to turn to turn to his guy here to try and get one more out in the eighth inning. I think here at uh, coming to the end of this game and the end of the season, I think uh, maybe an inning was pro or an inning or a batter per se was promised to Herschler and. Uh, I'm excited to see what he's got to uh, wrap up this Mink League 2022 season. We almost saw Herschler pitch in Nevada last week, and then it was Imgarden instead. So now Herschler given the opportunity. We'll see what he's got. Pressure situation, runners on second and third, but only needs to get one more out. 
facing middleman coming to the plate. So credits Mislowski with a strikeout. Also gave up one walk and one hit. No runs allowed so far, although the runners on second and third are his responsibility. Hersler is pounding the zone, warming up right now. I think uh, we're going to see good things from him once a batter comes up to the plate. Well, hopefully he can get one more out for us and send us to the top of the ninth. Still trailing by just 10 to 6. Looking ahead, it'll be Luke Fuller, Joe Hersher, and Mislowski do up Roman Sherman to follow if any of them can reach. Renegades have been stifled a little bit on offense. They had four runs through the first three innings, but then just two through the last five. They've got 15 hits compared to the 12 so far tonight for the Chillicothe Mudcats. Don't know who we'll see come out and pitch the bottom, or excuse me, the top of the ninth inning for Chillicothe. A pretty fun game we've had at the ballpark all around. Not a whole lot really that matters with this one except just the overall final record. Chillicothe with a mid-win would move to 17-25. and 25. Renegades with a win would move to 18-23. and 23. And now here we go. Herschler's pitching debut this season. And we're coming against Ryan Middleman with two outs and runners at second and third. We'll see what the Renegades catcher has in store. But assume we'll see Herschler behind the plate on Monday's playoff game. I would assume for sure. Here lately, he's been catching a lot of games with Fuller in the DH spot. So we'll have to see what Coach Mike's out up his sleeves for the wild card. So Herschel comes set, quick check of the runner, and now here's the first pitch, that one upstairs, the ball. And now I just realized Middleman is taking this at bat batting from the right side. He's been hitting lefty all night, so I don't know if he's a natural or this is kind of just a Javi Baez situation, meaningless game, taking at bat from the other side. We'll see what Middleman can do. Right-handed hitter now for the first time, 1-0 pitch, has swung on and missed. He'll get a giant hack there and came up empty 1-1. One one. I think he might be a natural with that swing. Usually when guys hit from the other side, not normal, it's a little bit of hitch in it, but it looked pretty natural, him swinging from the right side. Well, he's also got one black batting glove and one white batting glove, so maybe going a little superstitious here. Base hit could make this a 12-6 lead for the Mudcats. Herscher's next pitch is going to miss ups now 2-1. Hersher did look to have some heat on that pitch. They got the swing and miss from Middleman. Schmidt's quick readjust of the gear behind home plate and now gets back into his crouch. I don't even know if he's given signs to Hersher. Yeah, it looks like it. You would think they'd be familiar with it. 2-1 pitch. Come in, is going to be swung on line to third and Sherman makes the catch. That one just about took his head off and he stuck the glove up. And he can breathe a sigh of relief. I think uh, yeah, that ball is smoked. Absolutely. And retired for out number three. So right that, place, right time by Sherman. Right absolutely. There. So that will end the inning. Good work there. A little bit of reversal with Hersler pitching and Schmidt catching, but they get the job done to end the inning. We'll go to the top of the ninth inning. Last chance for the Renegades, showing 10 to 6. We'll be right back on the Show Me Sports Network. Running out of some of your favorite Avon products and haven't seen an Avon brochure in quite some time? No need to worry. Avon Independent Sales Representative Michelle Carty can help with your skin so soft, makeup, jewelry, fragrance, and skin care needs. Avon now carries cleaning supplies, clothing, daily essentials, and several small LG electronic items. You now have the opportunity to shop online 24-7 and have your order shipped directly to your front door by shopping with Michelle at mcarty.avonrepresentative.com. Dot com or find her on Facebook by searching Avon Carty. At the Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. We know that you're more than just a subscriber. You're an employer. You're a parent. 
You're a neighbor. Most importantly, you're a community member. It's our goal to provide you with the latest news, sports, opinions, obituaries, classifieds, and more to keep you informed about your community. To find out more about the Boone County Journal or to subscribe, call 573-657-2334 or visit bocojo.com. The Boone County Journal, we're with you all the way. Sorry, it took a little bit of extra time to hear the PA announcer because I wanted to hear who is saying coming in on the mound. And it's going to be Elijah Maris who is pitching. And they also just announced he has played all nine positions. And I told you, told you in the pregame that someone was going to be do that for the Mudcats. Never came back to it because there's just been so many mixing and matching on both sides. But Maris now on to try and get the last three outs and secure a 10-6 win for the Mudcats. It's pretty cool. He's played all nine, and they saved pitching for last. Uh, not a ton of pressure, but he's got to get three outs for giving up four runs. We'll see what he's got in store. Absolutely fitting to put the game into his hands, per se. Four first pitch swings, grounded right side. Going to have Maris cover the bag, and he makes the play for out number one. One up, one down, and Maris well on his way to getting the final three outs as he gets four for out number one. No, this is a cool thing that the Mudcats have done. The Renegades, they've played... Uh, all their players at different positions, unusual positions, but to have one guy play all nine, that's something he'll remember for his baseball career for a long, long time. He's now stepping in after the grounded is Joe Herscher, got the last out on the mound last inning. First pitch, grounded left side, shortstop deep into the hole. He can't get it, and that's into left field for a base hit, so Herscher's got a second and of the night, and the Renegades, this out of the rally starts, just get one on and keep it moving. I'll tell you what, though, Maris doesn't look too out of place on the mound. He's firing in. I mean, it makes sense as a catcher that you would have the arm strength to do it. Absolutely. He's got good control, too. I think that's one of the hardest things. A lot of these guys have plus arms, but to have the control to actually pitch the baseball, it looks like he probably pitched it in his high school days or even in his normal college experience. So now Maslowski steps in, grounded slowly, going to come in. The shortstop will scoop. He'll throw to first. It's high, but coming and making the tag on Maslowski on the way by. They get him. Now Herscher going to third to throw there. That gets away. Herscher's going to come up. Now he's coming to the plate, and he will score. So a wild play right there as it was a broken bat. Maslowski out at first because the first baseman, Mamanga, made the tag on Maslowski on the way by. And then Herscher noticed nobody covering third. He went to third, and then the throw got away. So he comes in to score, and the Renegades have now made it 10-7, to but down to their last out. A lot, of just, a lot of stuff just happened right there. Absolutely. Kudos on Joe Herschler, even to the top of the ninth, pushing it and scoring a run for the Renegades there. Well, looks like after recording the second out, the uh, Chillicothe Mudcats are going to come and relieve Maris off the mound. I mean, this is cool. Give him a chance to walk off the mound after a special feat here tonight. He's given hugs all around, and uh, I like the decision here to pull him with two outs. You can say he didn't get the last one, but I think this is even cooler because he's going to get to walk off to a uh, standing ovation here tonight. Or If he is walking off, he looks like it, and he gets a... Uh, should get a well-deserved whole lot of claps here at the ballpark because that was that was something cool that took place tonight. Absolutely. Cool thing to see at the ballpark here in Chillicothe, Missouri. That is uh, very neat. So he will walk off to a large round of applause. New pitcher for the Mudcats looking to get their last out of the night and the final out of the season. It looks like it may be Ryan Middleman. If it's the same jersey number, that would be him and to get the final out. 
it's got to be wild for them out there on the field to know that this is one out away for, for the Mudcats, one out away from their final out of the season to wrap thing up their uh, Mink League schedule. Absolutely. It's been a uh, good final game to wrap up the regular season in the Mink League for both the Renegades and I would say the Mudcats as we've had a lot of fun out here tonight, but also some really good things seen from both sides. Well, Renegades down to their last out, not down to their last out of the season because they will be heading to Sedalia on Monday to take on the Bombers in a wild card game, so make sure to tune in for that or make the trip out to the ballpark about the closest away opponent that you can have. So if you want to come support your Renegades, you can do that. But now, here we go, last batter of the ballgame. Renegades trail this one 10-7, and now Roman Sherman steps in. He's 2-for-2 two with two, two singles, but one more out here would do it and give the Renegades a loss and send a Chillicothe into their offseason with a win. First pitch to Sherman, misses low now 1-0. Renegades score one run each the last two innings. It may just be too little too late as they trail this one 10-7. Half out, like you said, a whole lot of fun at the ballpark tonight. I don't think any Renegades going to be too upset. Next pitch outside, it's now 2-0. Pretty tough to leave the ballpark with a frown tonight based on the way this game has went. Absolutely not, and I think Coach Mike's smiling too. He had all the guys engaged by placing them in different spots, and that's what you want in a game like this with no... Uh, standing meaning or besides the loss of a game on the record no true meaning in this game so keeping all the guys engaged I think was a good uh, good move by coach Mike and it's been a lot of fun well 2-0 pitch was fouled off so that makes it 2-1 and one on Sherman here's the next pitch swung on hit foul out of play again and that'll get down so now 2-2 two and two, Renegades down to their last strike here in the top of the ninth inning trailing 10-7 yeah looking at the lineup card every player listed every player that made the trip today got in the game in some form of fashion so that's a lot of fun when that happens now two balls two strikes and two outs to Sherman grounded right side this could do it second baseman Sanford up with it his throw to first is in time and that's the old ball game the Chillicothe Mudcats take it on this final day of the regular season by a final score of 10 to 7 and the Mudcats a well-deserved round of applause from a pretty good home crowd here tonight Obviously, we love the uh, home crowds for the Renegades back in Jeff City. They show out every night. But the Mudcats fans tonight here in Mudcat Nation did a good job. They were fun to listen to. And that's the old ball game. So Renegades drop it 10-7. They put up 16 hits compared to the 12 through the Mudcats. But uh, as the Renegades will head off the field and high-five a couple of players. Talked about this a minute ago. I don't think a whole lot of frowns. And a whole lot of players did some fun things tonight for Jefferson City. Absolutely. This was a blast. I mean... Some of these guys will never forget being will say they made a play at shortstop or a play at second, especially when they go back in a couple weeks to their college teammates and let them know that they got experience at different spots and might even beg for some of these pitchers might beg for some at-bats at their regular colleges after tonight. Well, the Renegades and Mudcats are high-fiving out on the field, which is not something you see usually it's with your own teammates. But after a game like tonight where each team was having a lot of fun, position players on the mound, pitchers playing weird spots, uh, Kind of fun moment. Star of the night for the Mudcats. I think has to be Elijah Maris. Played all nine positions. Got two outs in the ninth on the mound. And uh, that was pretty cool to watch. But for the Renegades, they had a whole lot of stars as well. we got to talk about Brady Malpe. First at-bats of the entire season. First at-bats for him since he was a sophomore in high school. Gets a walk and a base hit. It was a lot of fun to watch him. Looked like a kid out there. He gets the ball from his first hit. A couple other things for the Renegades. They lose this one by a score of 10-7. to uh, Tanner Schmidt's back out on the mound looking excellent tonight. Joe Herschler comes in, faces one batter and retires him. Sherman gets a couple base hits for the Renegades. That was a whole lot of fun to look forward to. And uh, not going to take a whole lot of time here today as we've got to make the drive back to Jeff City. But uh, I think morale is going to be pretty good headed to the playoffs on Sunday despite the loss. I, this is about as uh, fun a way as you can do it. And 
I, I would have to guess morale is pretty high right now. Absolutely. I mean, they're just glowing over there. And if you look past all the smiles and all the fun had tonight, I think the biggest real serious, if you want to talk about the potential playoff push, is the way Tanner Schmitz came out and threw the ball tonight. He got a hit. I think his confidence is high, which is what was needed after the last two weeks. His numbers have been down. Looked very, very sharp tonight. And I think you want to take one serious thing out of this extremely fun night here in Chillicothe is that Tanner Schmitz was on and looks to be back. Huge get for the Renegades. Well, final score, 10-7. Renegades lose this one despite out hitting the Mudcats 16-12. So now with that loss drops the Renegades on the season. Their final regular season record, they will close things out at 17-24. Mudcats improved to 17-25. and but the Renegades are headed to the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen, and it'll all start on Monday against the Jeff. Excuse me, not the Jefferson City. Jefferson City Renegades will all start on Monday against the Sedalia Bombers. Hope to have you listening with us for that. Thanks so much for spending your Saturday evenings with Bryce and I. Hope you were able to follow the madness that was the, all the position changes. Hope we were able, both of us trying to do the best jobs that we could, but hope you're able to follow that. It'll be a much more conventional broadcast on Monday and hope you're with us either at the ballpark in the Sedalia or listen to us on the broadcast. But for all, that's going to be it for, it for us tonight. For Bryce Creasel and myself, Ben Schmidt, it's been so much fun all season and we'll be back with you on Monday night. Take care, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday nights. Renegades lose this one 10-7. We'll be back on Monday. This has been an exclusive coverage of Renegades Baseball on the Show Me Sports Network. All right, take care, everyone. You've been listening to the biggest and absolute best game coverage in Mid-Missouri on the exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades Baseball, the Show Me Sports Network, and the Renegades Radio Network. The Show Me Sports Network broadcast crew are the ones that know your Renegades the best. Exclusive coverage of Jefferson City Renegades Baseball has been brought to you by Animal Medical Center of Jefferson City. Avon with Michelle Cartier. Boone County Journal, Centurion Cares, Christopher Scott, Farmers Insurance, Doc and Norm Direct, Eddie Goodell Society, Han Custom Laser Engraving, LLC, Hoslog Landscaping and Design, Last Sentinel Firearms, Retrieving Freedom, River Oak Christian Academy, Sawdust Studios, State Tech of Missouri, and Walk Off Wood Bat Company. We hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. Join us anytime on the web at showmesportsnetwork.com or find us on Facebook by searching the Show Me Sports Network. The Show Me Sports Network and the Renegades Radio Network, your exclusive home for Jefferson City Renegades baseball.
serving fans throughout the Midwest and even more around the world. This is the Show Me Sports Network. The preceding was an exclusive broadcast property presentation of the Show Me Sports Network and was a high-fidelity all-digital broadcast. This broadcast is copyrighted by the Show Me Sports Network for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this broadcast without the Show Me Sports Network's written consent is prohibited.